Good morning. In less than an hour, ninjas from here will join others from around the world, and you will be launching the largest Fago bombardment in the history of the Juggalo family. Family. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 24th of October. It's, uh, it's, it's Jeff's birthday. And once again, we will be fighting a floating object in the sky. Not for candy, snacks, or wads of cash, but for wicked shit. We are fighting for our right to stunt, to style. And should we win the day, the 24th of October will no longer be known as Jeff's birthday, but as the day when the family declared in one voice, fuck these goddamn posers, stop jacking our fucking shit. We're going to diss you. We're going to buss you. We're going, we're going to buss, buss, yeah. Oh, we're going to buss your head open. Today we celebrate our Independence Day! Afternoon, good evening, Juggalos, Juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike, and a brand new singular schmeave on my own. Nobody else holding me back today. This is my day to be me on my own. <laughs> Took me a second to understand that, but but okay, okay. <laughs> That's Except a good one. Except, Mike, I'm not yeah. on my own. You're not. I've got you here. I'm always here. And, Mike. Yeah. I'm sorry about this. Um, what? I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. But I brought somebody else in here today. Somebody else is here in the Juggalo Judgment Studio. This has been, a, it's been an ongoing uh, beef for a long time. And I thought that it's finally time that we, we put all this aside we're going to get everything out here in the open and clear the air. I'd like to introduce to everybody Robbie from Twisted History. Hey. Don't do it, Mike! Don't do it! Oh, Don't do it! Let's go! Fuck this! Let's go, Mike! It ain't worth it! <laughs> it's me. It's, it's you. <laughs> I arrived. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little bit more to this. Yeah, yeah. I have constantly talked about you. I've mentioned you on this show many many times. Mm-hmm. You and I have started talking uh, what about a year and a half ago, something like that, when I reached out because uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Robbie runs the Twisted History Instagram account, which is fucking fantastic. Um, so if you don't check it out, you should. And. Um, I hit you up because I was just checking out your post and was like, wow, clearly this dude knows his shit. He's objective and he's giving me a lot of information that I don't know. And um, I, I reached out. I was like, hey, man, I love what you're doing. You're giving me um, info that I can then, you know, 
say on my show and claim it as my own because I'm a shitty person like that. <laughs> and um, fair, I and, didn't make it up and, either, so it's all of our information. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, and you responded, which I thought was was also kind of weird. Um, and you also continued to respond. Um, so I don't know whose fault that is. It's it's yours or mine. Um, but regardless, you and I have chatted for the better part of of a year and a half or more. And, um, God, we talk pretty much every fucking day at this point and it's been super cool. Yeah. And, um, I, so yeah, yeah p- please, please give like a, a little rundown of, of typically what you do though. Oh, uh, like an, on Instagram, not just my day to day. Um, let's see. I, uh, wake up. <laughs> I, <laughs> do you grab a brush and then put on a little makeup? Just a, mm-hmm. just enough, just enough. Just enough. Okay. Uh, no, I uh, let's see. A couple years ago, probably two ish years ago, I uh, was bored and just thinking about twisted a lot and wanted to put that energy somewhere. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to start a podcast because I didn't like the idea of talking to no one uh, or or trying to, to to rope someone into talking to me. Um, so, you know, Mike, good work, <laughs> um, but, uh, but, uh, but, but I needed to do something with it. So I, I just started, uh, writing it down on Instagram and kind of, kind of chronicling it because also, uh, around that time and, and still probably now and, you know, probably forever in the past as well, there's like just a ton of misinformation and dumb crap out there on the internet. Uh, and it just got frustrating to see the same, uh, not correct facts over and over again and was like, you know, just, 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 just chronicle this. And also it became really clear that, uh, twisted as a, as a duo had no interest in, in writing or, uh, releasing a, like a memoir or a book of any kind. So, uh, I figured, Hey, I'll just do it on the internet for them. And, and that's how you became the world's top tier twistorian. <laughs> Basically, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's weird. I started uh, hoping I would get, you know, I think I, I posted early on that I would, when I got to like a hundred followers or something, it would, you know, I would post a special post or something. I don't even remember what it was at this point. Um, but at this point I'm at like 10,000 and have Jesus done a Christ. number of podcasts and get messages from people all the time and, uh, you know, make posts directly for Twisted to share on their official Instagram page. So went from something that was just, uh, yeah, me bored to, to kind of a cool, uh, deal. Right on. Hell yeah. And Shmeev was your 10,000th follower That's on Instagram. True. That's right. That is right. <laughs> whenever, whenever you messaged me, you, you messaged me the screenshot saying like 9,999. You're like, Oh man, I need, I can't wait. I just one more. And I'm like, I got you. And you thought I was going to unfollow. I, I texted Shmeev. I was like, follow him right now. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> what so, a scam. Yeah, we pulled it off. <laughs> it's it, what you do is is super awesome the fact that you've wrote, uh, written posts for for twisted like you have a way with words that is just stellar and uh and it's one of the reasons i i really enjoy it it's very objective which is it, it can be very difficult within the juggalo community to you know write something that's not necessarily like not fully neutral but not pandering and not fully negative so you do i think a, a fantastic job with that and that's one of the reasons why i i was drawn to to your page also just finding 
the actual truth of whatever may have happened at a time. <laughs> exactly. There's a little guesswork that goes into it from time to time where it's like, let's take these three sources and kind of figure out which one seems, you know, where the story right. actually seems to lie. Otherwise, it's purely speculation. And, you know. It is all <laughs> purely <have> speculation. <laughs> For sure. But we have you here today because um, – First off, I wanted you as a guest on here for ages, so again, thank you for jumping on. But you specifically asked for the record that we're talking about today. And originally you said oh, – th- then later on, actually, you said, oh, man, I'm not sure if I want to do this or do X record in the future. And I said, dude, those are spread so far apart you can fucking do both if we're still doing this podcast by then. <laughs> so, so, Robbie, please, uh, please let everybody know what, what record are we talking about today? We are here to talk about Inner City Posse's Intelligence and Violence uh, EP. I'm done. <laughs> Fuck y'all. We're gone. <laughs> Cut it. Uh, and there he goes. We're, we're redoing the Riddlebox episode uh, with a third take. No, uh, we're here to talk about Twisted's Independence Day album, 2007, released on Psychopathic Records, uh, July 3rd. I don't know how long you want me to go on this bit where I'm just going to say facts. Um, I was going <laughs> to say, by... he's pulling this out like, off the top of his head, but I noticed you're probably looking at a screen and you may have the information up there. Or you just know. I have no... Uh, that's, I know the I, label I have, it's on. I got everything <laughs> that, that I need right here. And I'll get genius up on the goddamn phone in a little bit because I know I'll need it, even though it's not accurate. No, I'm just flying <laughs> strictly off the dome today. So anything that's wrong, that's on me. Yeah. Which it shouldn't be wrong. You recently did a post for, for this yeah. album, so yeah. it should be fresh in your mind. So, yeah, uh, Independence Day, as you said, July 3rd, 2007. There are technically two printings of this. Uh, the first one had like a, a glow-in-the-dark cover. It's a it's like a zombie uh, uh, Uncle Sam, um, but it, uh, it had like a glow-in-the-dark thing. But there were um, uh, spelling errors on Typos. the back, yeah. so it did get uh, it did get repressed uh, in two thousand and eight with corrections and some extra stuff in it. the uh, The inner booklet is basically just a poster, but on the back it does have the um, all the the production credits. No lyrics. Which would be super helpful, but God forbid. They nope. I, I also want to point out, Twisted are terrible at having lyrics in their books that you can actually read, like, completely and well. None of their albums have that. Generation Nightmare was the closest, but it's literally black on black, and it's the fucking words. <laughs> it's, well, A, it's too many words. I mean, I don't know what your CD catalog looks like. Most rap CDs do not have the lyrics involved. Yeah, it's just it's too true. many. Uh, they end up being really, really no. small. I remember when I was a kid, I had a uh, Beastie Boys "Hello Nasty" had the lyrics in it, and they're printed in a way that you cannot read them. Um, so rap CDs generally, let's not. We don't need lyrics. Uh, I like the hey, people that put them in in like but, handwriting, like the worst fucking handwriting oh God, possible. Um, mm-hmm. Bethes to Mayhem's album was like that. It's so uh, bad. That was was hey, that the worst thing? Vanilla about Ice. It? Vanilla Ice did it with "To the Extreme," and it was just fine. I could read it. I could learn. All the words to play that funky music, I was fine. But good penmanship on VAs, that's what you're saying. No, well, that one was that was the the printed very very small. So gotcha. Okay. It was able not, to be not done. a dense lyricist. They just they just chose not to do it for mo- the majority of their albums. So the concept of this record, um, for the most part, was 
Twisted working with a lot of other independent artists. They had never really, until this point, worked in such a, a large scope with other people. Like you'd have the typical, you know, Psychopathic Records features and maybe an occasional guest here and there, like what we had on Green Book with uh, E40, with uh, Tech mm. Nine, and with Bushwick Bill. But for this album, the primary focus was to have somebody on damn near every track. Um, well, I won't give my, my my thoughts on that. I'll wait until the very end. Um, but uh, but it's definitely something that was, in my opinion, kind of left field. Um, they hadn't really – pretty much nobody on Psychopathic had done that at that point. So this was definitely um, kind of just a, a random shot for somebody to try. Um, and it's just interesting some of the people that they got on here and some alleged um, uh, features that they tried working on that didn't make the final cut for one reason or another. Um, but we'll probably – figure out some, find something about those in the future. So I don't know. Um, Are we keeping quiet about that? Is that the, well, keep quiet about what? I don't know what you're talking about. Keeping things from Schmeeb. Is that the, (laughs) I, I I love keeping things from Schmeeb. I, I glaze over whenever he goes into history stuff. Anyway, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna retain anything. You're not even gonna realize I'm here. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) You are gonna, you're gonna be tired by the end of this because I feel like this is gonna be like, you're gonna do a lot of talking. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, you know, I can. I love to talk. So, um, and I was <laughs> the, the the few things I was gonna uh, pump into the history talk was um, some speculation uh, and Uh-oh. some just general weird uh, edge stuff. Which is that around the time that this was being recorded, there were some like vague posts online about how it was part one of a, an eventual, I think, three part series that was gonna have some sort of twisted psychopathic world domination vibe so i think the origins of this that really went nowhere were that like all the independents were going to come together and and be strong or whatever um huh. and it would it got end muddled. with them forming their independent label and finally <laughs> striking back against the tyrant violent J. <laughs> that that's a take <laughs> I'm not sure it's mine. Uh, I, I don't know. I think the goal was just to to um, become a mighty force with everyone in the underground uniting or some Lord knows. But uh, but nothing ever came of it. This is the only album that ever came from that so supposed saga. Um, and then uh, just the, apparently the, the, the origins of it were through conversations with uh, Monoxide and Violent J about how, you know, independent artists need to come together and blah, blah, blah. So um, this is creatively a monoxide slash violent J joint, um, which I think is really interesting. I don't think people associate them with together that closely this deep into their career. I would also have to say, um, I did hear something that allegedly one of the tracks on here was meant to, have a sequel song that I don't think actually happened. We'll, I'll, I'll bring that up whenever we get there. But in 2007, I think it was a point where the biggest independent labels that we think of with this style of music were um, were Psychopathic, uh, Strange Music, and Suburban Noise Records. Um, that was pretty much, from from me looking back, the case for a good probably six or seven years, I'd say. Probably from like maybe 2005 to about 2012, 2013. It seemed like those were 
the biggest things that you know psychopathic was obviously the like the horrorcore label strange music was furthermore pure like rap fan i guess if you think about like tech and chris and that person called cut Cahoon. um but then suburban noise had pretty much like anybody that you could think of they didn't stick with just one uh one genre of music you had you know the cottonmouth kings with doing rap and and what do they call it rip hop or whatever you know you had head pe and stuff like that so this this album features people from pretty much everybody there and then some um which is pretty impressive to be honest it's just it's it's funny to look back on that because then for a while strange music is just tech nine suburban noise up until i'd say early last year or late 2019 had kind of fallen off for a long time so this is kind of a time capsule record if if you think about it um yeah and that's just natural cycles of things too i would say i mean like death row is um as on top as ever uh bad boy (laughs) is killing i mean you know that's just how (laughs) crew based labels go right on right on well i think that that is about as much as we can preamble before we actually get into this but before we actually listen to anything we have to do what we do every single episode I know that you know this, Robbie. You've listened to every single episode multiple yeah. times. Never, never you. will we. Pretty much all I hear. <laughs> not a single time will we give a guest advance notice of, of nope. this. You got to nope. just know. Yeah. You got to crack open a motherfucking Fago. Yeah, we have to do it. So, esteemed guest, Robbie, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you first, what do you have? Let me uh, crack it open in a, in a way that you can pick up audio-wise. Hold on. I've got Hydro Flask flavor uh, <laughs> filled to the brim with uh, H2O baby water that you should drink <laughs> for hydration. Um, it's good for you. Uh, you know, keep it up. Water. Some genuine delicious, genuine Fago delicious water. Nice. Water. Hell yeah. yeah. You know, if Fago sold just plain water, it would still be sweet as fuck. <laughs> for sure, yeah. <laughs> just be sugar yeah. water. Mm-hmm. Sugar Mike, and you water. <laughs> well, you know what? I it's, don't know what. It's Independence Day, <laughs> and and what what is what 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 is the one of the first things you think of with Independence Day? Shaggy's nut bag. You are exactly right. I think about that every year. Mm-hmm. It's very very weird. I should probably get that, like, probably see a doctor to figure out why. But aside from that, I would also think about fireworks. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shmeep, what you got? I could run downstairs and do the exact same thing, but uh, (laughs) I don't want to. Fireworks okay, but it's not, like, my thing, really. It's all right. But I have right here in my hands... uh, what I got last week in preparation for this episode that was then postponed for half a week, uh, which was good for me. You gave me plenty of time to take care of stuff. I have a genuine Fago delicious vanilla cream soda. Okay. Very nice. Let's crack them. Crack them bitches open. Oh, I forgot. I was supposed to wait.
Mm. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right, let's get so this shit started. <laughs> Drek one, welcome home. I forgot. I was very strongly considering putting Coheed and Cambria as welcome oh, home. Yeah. It's okay. They put the evil in chains and handcuffs. They hope that people will change and have love. They hope the weak will rise and stand up. I, 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 I don't know why it's like it. Maybe it's just an experiment from the scientists. Maybe the reason that most of the people are buying this. They're all in search of solution. That's why they're trying this. I'm beside myself and I don't understand. I need some time to breathe and regroup on my map to play. I don't fit in, but I'm coming out the fucking gate with yeah goddamn banger of a track um i should also uh, i'll um i'll point out that there are different producers for each track so i will point out who produced them um because i didn't know who produced most of this stuff actually until actually looking for for these listens so does robbie know off the dome (laughs) this i would say is fritz it is not damn oh this was produced by underrated uh who we'll see later on but underrated is uh one half uh, formerly one half Potluck? of the group uh, Potluck, and uh, but there was guitar by Fritz and Razor Ray, so okay. that's, that's the closest you get to Fritz. So there you go. Closest uh, we get is he is on it. Yeah, <laughs> there is first off no skits on this on this record. Nope, which is interesting. There's kind there's of something one. like at the very end of a song, yeah. but um, no skits on here. We just fucking start with a with a track that is, in my opinion, slapping you in the face. Mm-hmm. welcoming yeah. you uh, home <laughs> I didn't even think about the fact that there's no skits that's interesting because this is super tangenty but uh, in September of 2007 uh, a small indie artist uh, named Kanye West put out an album uh, called Graduation which at the time was really noted for not having skits as was the norm in hip hop at the time so um, it's interesting that this was also like weird for Twisted not to have skits, and it was a few months before that. Um, seems like people were on the same wavelength with being sick of skits, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm. Anything ever come of that Kanye person? I don't know. Uh, some, some success, but uh, people don't talk about him that much anymore. It's, it's Twisted oh, history, okay. not Kanye history. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to need to find the Kanye history uh, person to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Not not to get too off the rails, but uh, <laughs> brother, you're talking to him. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we we got we got this other artists suck and are biting their style thing that Monoxide's on right now. Um, he's he's real mad about it, and like they've claimed that since before anybody actually knew who they were. 
Like, he was calling that shit out, like, on, like, their first album and stuff. And it's like, yeah, they had House of Crazies, but nobody was listening then. So, like, I don't know who he's, like, who he was talking about then, but now maybe he Detroit has slightly people more were listening of, then. He has slightly yeah. more of a claim to it now, I suppose. At that time, you could point at groups like, uh, maybe Simkin Heights or various, uh, Michigan wicked shit groups, uh, who I don't know that they were ripping off HOK, but, uh... Yeah, that's always been a thing uh, for these guys to discuss. And at this point, I think it was actually starting to become a little bit more prevalent in that mm. this this underground horrorcore scene was like bubbling over with shitty artists who uh, <laughs> threw on some level of face paint, fake blood, masks, whatever, and then just like wrapped into a, a I was going to say a, a laptop, but that was a little before their time. So maybe yeah, no. just like a, a desktop. Uh, my built-in <laughs> microphone a boom box or something yeah. in 2007 they might have had their you know themselves a dell they, yeah, put, a, they put a karaoke machine in front of a boom box <laughs> yep yep there it is. that's just for the authenticity though that was just to, to be cool about it they had they had microphones built into their laptops now this I need is also to go yeah. and see when when did chronic zombies start oh my god this is also a point where uh like you know, they're always talking about like still being underground and stuff and still being ghetto where it's that that I might give them underground. I don't think I can abide by them continuing to be like, yeah, we're still ghetto and stuff. It's like, man, that does not come out of you like choosing to live a certain way. It comes out of you having to live a certain way. You you got money now, man. <laughs> like, nah, Yeah, but. I mean. <laughs> I think talk to any 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 rapper with success, and they'll say that's just built into you forever, though. Yeah, I mean, well, to a degree. I mean, I don't. I feel like if I talk to Ice Cube now, I think he'd ha he'd be willing to acknowledge, <laughs> like, yes, like to some degree, yes, it has affected the way that I live in my everyday life. But no, I don't think I can actually still connect with that kind of life. <laughs> like, it's it's been years. <laughs> it's been yeah, decades on that behalf. After the, some uh, point, yeah. you're kind of used to a different kind of life. <laughs> the, the, and that's something that you point out, um, you know, with them saying they're underground. And it, the, the line that just kind of sticks out like a sore thumb now is, is Minoxide's last line is, forever I'm underground, so hear me now. Mm. And for anybody who has been under a rock, potentially underground, um, Twisted recently just released one of their most successful albums to date. <laughs> Um, <laughs> with unlikely prescription, um, that has gotten some notoriety. So it's just, I, I hate the idea of, of saying, well, forever this, because then the instant something changes, people are so quick to just rip on it and said, well, you said this, blah, 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 blah. It's the same thing about, not that we're really discussing that topic now, but like when people will say like, oh yeah, I'm psychopathic till I die. Yeah. Then you're not on the label. <laughs> it's yeah. it's a shitty way to for people to literally hang on to that, um, which isn't fair. So words need to be chosen, I guess, a bit better. But hey, 2007 was a slightly different time. A lot of stuff can change in the span of five fucking years. Can't can't see fourteen years. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but I do want to point out that monoxide. There is a level up already. Yeah. Um, from the rap that we got on um, Man's Myth, which is the last rap, rap album from Toes We Heard, there is clearly something that is starting to change um, with him 
because he's getting more, I don't want to say like a chopper style, but he is, his delivery for the most part in, in some of the prior albums has been a little bit more of the, I guess laid back is the way I, way I want to say, but compared to Madrox rather. Yeah. Um, I'd say like, it, it, this, like very, this is very staccato, like very like driven, like direct. Um, and I think that that actually is the case for a lot of what he does on this record. I thought it, I thought it didn't start for another couple albums personally, but no, this is, this is definitely a, minor bubblings of it that's always the the i don't want to say stereotype that's not the right word but that's always like the 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 party line i guess what you would say is like that like around abominations he really got better at rapping and i think it's pretty like clearly leveling up here and like through that period up through now i would even say but like yeah the the like you said the staccato like the real like precise um vocal delivery and then just the fact that he's been you know interweaving more and more like internal rhyme schemes into uh each bar with different syllables and stuff like that like it's clear that he took the time maybe in between the two records or maybe because he knew he was gonna have to be if the premise is to rap alongside a bunch of other the best independent artists out he you know didn't want to look dumb or shitty alongside them so i think it was like all right it's time to really write my ass off, wrap my ass off on this. And and I think this is where we really see like, you know, monoxide not be the second level guy in the group. And they're kind of standing shoulder to shoulder at this point. And I'd say monoxide bests him a lot on this record. Matt uh, bests Madrox. It is. I was going to say, uh, th- this was where he decided to do a blaze and, uh, Jamie wrote this for him, but uh, <laughs> these aren't Jamie verses. This is, this is all, this, this is clearly monoxide. This, this is from, from him brain. This is not, not, not Jamie's style. No, the lyrics, you can, you can tell like he's, he's finding his own voice within the group, like in just the things he says and the descriptions and stuff. like monoxide or, uh, Madrox, I feel like speaks in real generalities. Uh, I, I can't think of a great example off the top of my head, but we'll get there throughout the whole album. Um, but, you know, he talks around a subject a lot of the times, and I kind of leave a lot of his verses going like, eh, I get the feeling he's trying to put across, but uh, <laughs> he didn't, like, tell me a story necessarily. Uh, especially, we, like, we've brought say, that like, up in the past about s- certain songs where it's like, okay, here was a, here was a direct uh, inspiration, and then the next person needs to continue it. And sadly, sometimes the next person is Madrox and he doesn't continue it. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's a painter. <laughs> he gives you a, a feel. You know, there's a there's a there's a he writes lyrics like rock guys write lyrics, which is like I'm <laughs> telling you the emotion of this more so than like a factual, you know, story. It's not he's not a storyteller, he, you know, whatever. But uh and then Monoxide gets a little bit more like very specific with what he's saying, which I think I think it works really well. I don't I think that's why they don't work that great solo, um, because those two sides of that coin kind of make each one better. Yeah, that's I, I, I think that's fair. All right. I think that's it for Welcome Home. Track two, Monster. Fuck you and your platinum chains I'd rather rip up your intestines And wear it on my neck just the same Making a charm out of your brain And having a gall to give it away To your moms and pops in the box Mark remains Alright, uh, I'll see you guys Another time That's pretty much the 
That's part of the record right there. So. I just hope that you could me for just one day. Then you would get a better sense of what the fuck I say. I said bitches ain't shit. God bless the dead and fuck every last bitch. It won't give up some head. I smoke 15 packs in a day. And I'm getting worried now. Because every time I cough, my hearing is getting blown. I ain't a hater player. Then you and that bitch that was dancing on just way out of bounds. So, but yeah, uh, I interrupted you, you, that, you, but uh, <laughs> those first handful of, of, of bars on Monoxide's part are like, I think when I first started listening to this album regularly, those got stuck in my head. Like, the, just I would repeat it to myself at work because just the between the like technical dexterity of it and the like uh, internal rhyme schemes and then just the actual like description, he's killing it. Mm-hmm. It's the best mm-hmm. he'd ever been to this point, I would say. Is those two or three lines? I can see that. So uh, first off, this is produced uh, by Monoxide with some additional production by Fritz. Huh. Um, I think it's like the only track that uh, Monoxide actually produces on this record. He's he's gotten better at his production too. He really did, because <laughs> man, that stuff on uh, Hell's Pit remix, not amazing. <laughs> oh, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, I to this, um, you, Smeev, you have heard. The, the 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 Shangri-La Hell's Pit remixes. Uh, I have. How many times did you listen to them? I, I do three listens, usually. Okay, you've heard them three more times than I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I, I'd say the Hell's Pit remixes um, were more worth the listen than the Shangri-La ones. Uh, but also, <laughs> I, I think you're just better off listening to Hell's Pit, ultimately. Yeah. That's always been about listen, my uh, just, assumption. Just... Just listen to Hell's Pit, but then switch out in my room for the remix version. You get a, you get a better, get a better. It's an interesting time. But anyways, uh, M- Monoxide, he uh, he doesn't really like people, you know, like in general. Uh, is, yeah, is, is I say that's probably that fair. You probably agree. Sounds like in general, he's he's holding everyone else responsible for his health problems from smoking. He's pretty mad at everyone else for <laughs> for his lungs falling apart. <laughs> Helps his voice. He doesn't though. smoke anymore. Yeah. And then Jamie this drops is... a, a Black Label Society reference, a little Zach Wild in there. I was I was mm-hmm. proud of that. Didn't see that one coming. Good on you, Jamie. Yeah, who who could have? That's a, that is very <laughs> left field. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm I'm used to it when he's just like Star Wars. It's like Darth Vader, right? And I'm like, yeah, I got you, Jamie. But like, <laughs> that one was out there. <laughs> it would he'd, he'd make a Batman reference first, right? Well, he does both. Know that. He's he 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 drops a lot of Star Wars too. Right. Monoxide's like, verse is probably the closest that we get for the majority of this record. Or one of one of like two spots really of horrorcore. There is not a lot of real horrorcore on this record. A lot of this does just have an underground rap feel. But yeah, the majority of Monoxide's verse is like hammering that in. Like, yeah. Remember the fact that we did like wicked shit forever? We still do that just on this track. The- it's the best kind to me is it's like it's a blend or it's 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 like hip hop bravado like 
threats, menacing kind of stuff, but it's like with the horror, I, uh, not iconography, but like, uh, you know, words, imagery, <laughs> that's the one. There's, there's the uh, one. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, uh, he's talking about slicing people up and stuff, but it's not, it doesn't feel bottom of the barrel, you know, bargain bin horror core. It's like, it's there to be a good rapper. It's 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 in the same way that that like Method Man would say something like that. It's not in the way that well, I don't need to throw shade at anyone specific, but insert shitty <laughs> horrorcore rapper here would say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He talks about uh, ripping someone's guts out and using them as as a chain because fuck your platinum chain, Jay. I'm the Don now, <laughs> making a charm out of no. your guts and your Stop. organs and stuff. That's me, monoxide. Man, that'd be a smelly, smelly chain. Go on, Mike. Episode. Nothing. No, no, we're fine. Uh, <laughs> the only uh, the the style of the song pretty much sounds the same throughout until um, we get to Madrix has another verse towards the end. He has a, he has a second verse, and then there's this kind of shift in the in the beat. Um, yeah. It's kind of bouncy for for a little bit, and I'm like, it's I kind of just wanted a track that was that beat. It shifts like, to three. Yeah. I could have had that like on its own for a while, but, um, but this is, this is just a pretty, like another straightforward track. Like we're already two songs in and people are, you're, you're checking this and you're like, well, wait a minute. Where's, where's the people? This there's, these are just twisted songs. You said <laughs> right, there were going to be independent artists. And all I have is one set of independent artists, and that's a duo named Twisted. It is interesting they and open the album with the only, no, two of the, like, what, three or four songs on the entire album that three, are just them? Four of them. Three songs. Three. Okay, the three? Like one, one of them is not really listed, I guess. No, no, there's, there's four. Unless one of them really isn't, just one. isn't listed on my thing. Oh, no, no we'll there's four, it. yeah. Yeah, four. four. I'm looking at it. It's right in front of me. And if it's not listed there, then you didn't label it right. It's your fault. <laughs> Terribly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think the unfortunate thing about that and not to not to tip my hat to the whole rest of it, because I, but uh, I think these are probably the strongest two tracks on the record. Uh, and they are the tracks that are just the duo. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, there's. I, I I didn't know if that was, I didn't realize that was controversial, but uh, I think Ooh. as right. to me, this is the album where Twisted becomes a viable rap group outside of you know the Juggalo world or like things like that. You know, they're just being rappers here in like even like that. You said that that later part of Monster where there's like a, like a whole other song comes in. It's like a really interesting production choice and like really kind of subverting basic like hip hop songwriting styles and things like that. And like things that I don't think they would ever get credit for, but it's showing them leveling up as artists in a way that I don't think the rest of the record does. Uh, I I think they kind of try to meet the guests on their ground a lot of the time. And I think it works really well, but I think this is where they show their, the most growth is these two opening tracks. That's fair. I never considered the fact that this is kind of like, uh, there. Wow, actually, no, it's backwards, isn't it? Slash's album is his version of this, where Slash he brought guests that. on. 
uh, uh, Slash and Friends, I believe. Oh, yeah. When did that come out? I think that's what it was. Yeah, actually, uh, that that was a while ago. But it, I think it was after this. Um, but yeah, where where he was, and he did that same kind of thing where he was just like, I'm just gonna meet these artists wherever they're at, and play in a mm-hmm. style that they're familiar with. And you know what? It's really interesting to see somebody do that, and it's really cool. It's a good way to really stretch yourself and see what you're able to do. And I think that that's uh, they they kind of end up doing that on this album in the future later when they have other people on it <laughs> other songs yeah <laughs> like now on track it, but... three sex Ooh. drugs money and murder featuring mike dayton family featuring dayton family and nothing seems to push a man to his breaking point faster than a woman 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 right now you're gonna hear about three individual men the dealer the player and the addict and how a woman drove them to that breaking point. Out of line, 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 out of by seven um and it also says there's additional vocals by roc i have no fucking clue where um unless that was him at the very beginning that might have been him at the very beginning doing that that, uh, doing that speech um so yeah uh first off before anybody else says anything remember how violent j wanted uh project born to be the next dayton family no he said that in some liner notes i do remember that yes yeah well look twisted god dayton family first (laughs) Damn. Shots fired, Jay. <laughs> I don't think he said I. I want to do tracks with them. No, he just said he wanted them. He wanted. Yeah. He wanted something to be them. They. Project Born was Dayton Family Light. Twist just got yeah. Dayton Family. So yeah, in in this song, uh, I feel like Jamie has like half a case here. For out of being three upset. people. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, he was pretty irresponsible on his end, but it's definitely a really shitty thing to not disclose to somebody that you're about to fuck if you have something that they could catch. Well, especially when Reasonable it's raw, like, to be porno mad. flicks. Right. Well, I mean, that, that was his decision. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But um, then uh, the other two, it's like, 
nah, nah, I, I got no, no. You can snitch on pimps. It's fine. They deserve it. Also, like drug dealers, nah, be cool with them. But drug kingpins, you can always snitch on. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I've never thought of the uh, the morality or lack thereof in each verse that much. Um, well, have we a, got a show for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't mean that overall as in everything, just this song, because it just seems yeah. like it's kind of there. Uh, I don't know. This is like a big concert staple. People love it. And it's got that big channel on chorus, so I know that's why. But like, I do not really like this song. Uh, it's really mediocre to me i guess i'll just say like that i don't dislike it i don't skip it i don't really skip anything ever but um but i never put this on specifically because i'm like i cannot wait to hear sex drugs (laughs) money and murder yeah i'll i'll agree um i will say this though um because this is not really a track that i listen to very often but whenever i assume my listens um, bootleg, who is the uh, the final verse on here? Um, I love his his vocal delivery. Like his, he has a very cool way that he is saying words. <laughs> like no, Dayton his stuff super stands cool. out. Like, and I've I've gotten um, I got one of their albums, and we also will hear uh, Dayton Family on at least one other album. Uh, as, as a guest feature and bootleg is the person who stands out to me. Like I like his voice and I like his vocal delivery. Like he is just, I, I like what he does. I may not like exactly what he says, <laughs> but because this is not, this is not a good song for women. <laughs> yeah. I, like if this, uh, I, I like the beat for this. I think the production's great. And I think in general, what they're, what they're doing like sounds really fucking cool. If this was, literally about anything other than making up women to be mad at, I could probably rock with this. <laughs> but right. it's just kind of like, eh. eh. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. It's okay. As a song, I mean, the, the, what you've said there, uh, I'm not saying it's okay. They can do that. Uh, but uh, It's okay. They get a pass. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, it's a classic Juggalo love song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This song always felt, and I get—I think that's kind of what I was getting at with what I was saying about the last two songs being head and shoulders above a lot of the rest of it. Is that like when put together as a duo in the studio, it seems like Twisted kind of come up with a concept that, that actually feels more like where they are uh, emotionally, or just in the you know like what they want to actually say. It feels like a lot of times when they have a guest, they try to cater to the kind of thing the guests would rap about. And it just, I don't know if it suits them as well. Um, like, I mean, they've done songs like this before, murder, murder, murder or whatever, but like that felt menacing. This feels like a song. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you, you do a song with, with a, with a guest feature, you know, do you try and make something that you want to make them feel more accommodated or do you hope that they make something accommodating you? You know, it could just be like, I don't know when insane clown posse received a three hour reel of ODB, just ranting about bitches for three hours. And they said, well, I guess we have to rap about bitches. <laughs> Release <laughs> like, the ODB cut mic. And that's, <laughs> I know you're listening. Uh, I think somewhere in the middle, you know, you know? I mean like 
drop some. Look at that. Know. Look at and look at like sh- look at like the Shaggy show. Okay, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg's verse is just the most generic fucking <laughs> verse that Snoop Dogg could ever have made for any song imaginable. Right, and, and I like I almost want to think that point. like he got that. I almost feel like he got they got that verse first, and then they made the song, and we're like, well, this is the best we can do with it. But what I like about that is that they they are they still made a song that worked on its own merits. You know what I mean? Like his part just feels like, oh, it's weird. Snoop Dogg's here, uh, and 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 I I kind of <laughs> prefer a guest verse that doesn't work over a song that doesn't work because it's trying to accommodate the guest verse. If that makes sense. Okay, I feel you. That's that's fair. Because if anything, you can at least hear the verses that you like, and then say, "Well, fuck, it, I could skip this part." Or just the hook or the concept, really. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think the conceptually, some of these songs lack because they're like, "Well, we're gonna make a rap song." Right. <laughs> this is Twisted's rap album. Yeah. <laughs> They've, They've never, never done, done one before. of those before. Yeah, no. Before we before we move on, um, I just uh, I want to point something out. Something that we we don't always mention is that typically during each uh, each era, Twisted changes their face paint. Uh, Shmeev, I don't know if you if you saw pictures uh, of their face paint during this era. They had like the era. diamond thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to point out that what Jamie's got going on here, that was the first face paint I ever did. Yeah. <laughs> at, my, at my first ICP show. <laughs> I've seen it. Nice. Yeah. So it's uh, that's just something that uh, that I wanted to point out. And also, I bought this album in 2008, and I bought this at the same time that I bought Blood and Blood Out by Axe Murder Boys. Huh. Best Buy. Yeah. So which one? Which one was better? I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait until we get to the end of this uh, this album. Okay. Huh? Fair enough. Write that down. Uh, write, write that down and ask him again. If he can't, <laughs> don't let him dodge. Okay. <laughs> I'll get my pencil. Track four. Hurt someone. Featuring DJ Quick and the Dog Pound. Dog Pound Gangsters. Yeah, nigga. Ride. I come from the darkness. The hardest place ever to mark this. Body outline, chalk style. Look at the carcass. Great with me. As I roll you down a dimly lit, amber tinted streets of Compton. A place where niggas throw grenades in a cemetery. I don't even get it. The hatred is pretty scary and seems everybody's with it. It tends to get them to blurry until they snuff the right niggas out and it's calm again. To the niggas on the porch smoking bomb again. Now they can be in the Suburbs on them brightly painted curves, puffing the herb and looking for somebody to swerve on. But no, it's back to the hood again. Where the enemy's prospects look good again. Where the packs keep moving and the products got us caught up in fucking our own lot up and having our own niggas shot up. It ain't us, wake up. It ain't us, wake up. From something to nothing, it's truly amazing. Like whimsical brush lines on Bob Ross paintings. But this is psycho art, meaning the portrait will consist of body parts of unsuspected victims. A leg and an arm, a face and a mouth hole becomes the canvas for us to recite the combo. Exchange chains like centibites and hooked flesh. Now you're covered in blood, why don't you look fresh? Picture it perfect like a photo shoot. Rehearse, research the product and spit it up in the vocal booth. Melodramatic, genetic, a wickedness in the essence that we exude attacking people like a sickness. We just came here to hurt somebody. I'm just going to get this out of the way. Uh-huh. Jamie's the only person who knew what the fuck this song was about. <laughs> well, Monoxide's um... too dead set on his narrative about people stealing from them and also <laughs> being nationally successful artists who are underground. <laughs> 
I would argue this song's not about anything. Yeah, I mean, it was lost stunting. <laughs> no, do you know what it's about? The fact that Corrupt knows Snoop Dogg. <laughs> they know each other very well. He had, he had to send, he had to specifically say two lines acknowledging Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I mean, they are like childhood oh, by the way, best this friends was, and in a group together. And and by the way, this was produced uh, by Seven. Sorry. Oh yeah, like that. that's we didn't touch on that at all, but uh, but this is Twisted's first work with Seven, which would go on to be. I mean, I think they still on some level work with him at times. Maybe not the last two projects or so, but um, Seven, who they kind of discovered through Tech Nine's Ever Ready the Religion album, and were very impressed with, and so we're like, well, we you know this seems like a, a guy we want to work with and hit him up. And there you go. Like, uh, what, 15 years, something like that. Creative relationship. Yeah. Everything. Ever ready. Seven is, half of an is album. one of my, seven is one of my favorite producers in the underground, if not my single favorite. Um, I, I've always been impressed with what he does on, uh, on strange music because he can pretty much take what one of the artists has done and make something new that sounds like it was catered specifically for them. Like I've always been impressed with like pretty much all the stuff he did with tech. I mean, something else is like the last record of text that I really enjoyed, but I mean, he still does stuff for, for tech, but like everything he did for Chris Calico, I thought was great. As soon as Ritz came on and he produced, I, I believe he produced the majority of Ritz's album, um, which sounds so much like Ritz's prior stuff. I was like, holy fuck, well, what can't you do? <laughs> so Seven is, I think, one of the, the the few producers that can nail somebody's sound so well that it sounds like it is directly made for them and that they had, like, every little bit of, of care put into it. Well, even the fact that, like, on this track, it's like, okay, we're going to do a song with dj quick and dog pound okay i know what to do <laughs> let me go get my g funk dialed in and like you know um, he's, he's good yeah speaking of dj quick the only one on this track not just stunting yeah he's actually got like dj quick is like really underrated i think especially within like the Juggalo world, I would not be surprised if most people had no idea who he was or why he was on this track. Uh, DJ Quick is an absolute legend, and uh, the only person on this verse, yeah, really say anything. Uh, of, I don't of know substance. shit about DJ Quick, but I'm listening to him on here talking about how, like, you know, shit in the hood is real fucked up, and there's a cycle of violence going on because people grow up only knowing that, so that's that's how they end up because they're like he's he even says something like that's just how it is so that's what you do and mm -hmm. that sucks and we gotta wake up and stop doing that you know it ain't who we yeah. are it's not who we're supposed to be and i'm like yeah man you gotta dj quick <laughs> and and he he does that which i think is super great and in a way you could say it's on theme if the theme is where we just came here to hurt somebody uh you know that's his interpretation of the hook i guess but uh also you know, he might have done a little research because he knew who he was working with and mentioned uh, it being real scary and people getting Linda Blairy, uh, which I always love. Um, he was like, ah, these guys talk about horror movies. Uh, Exorcist. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> oh, yeah, but they yeah. have Michael Myers and Jason <laughs> just chilling behind them when they do shows. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw like two concert folded, videos. <laughs> he folded that into a, you know, socially conscious verse, uh, like, in a yeah. super West Coast hip-hop way. I thought DJ Quick might be the best guy on this track, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the song. I like the song a lot, actually. I think it's cool that they got to work with these guys who they're obviously, like, super inspired by and and, you know, huge fans of. And, like... Like I said, maybe not the most popular artists in the Juggalo world, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. They're like true to life legends, all three of them. So, uh, you know, I mean, Daz and Corrupt are all over the chronic for crying out loud. Um, so, yeah. Good work, boys. That's my thoughts. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Twisted. You did. <laughs> you did a track with legends I... and didn't come off sounding bad or like yeah. getting washed. And now it's going to go back to just them on track five, just like me. No matter the Don't fall in hate. Get the best of a better man at any time. Think your mind if you said it. Never forget it and turn the other cheek. But you're out of cheek turn. At that point, you have no choice but to make them all third. Never forget. All corrupt and let hate get the best of them. They were all dead. Welcome to the end. I don't even feel like I'm loved until I'm hated Making a situation more complicated How'd you make it? Paying to break the playlist Label paying in stages Now it's back to minimum wages It ain't outrageous cause it's probably the truth And now you're nameless Still in a minute and a half on recruit Find your brainless And now your sound scam starts to shoot And you're famous Laying in your funeral suit Man if it's one thing I hate It's all the ignorance Changing the basis of the worldwide premise and like some chemists, we perfected an antidote To smother the anti-hope and pressure on your cantaloupe Somewhere between the music notes, our souls are never dying It's like we're resurrected every time you're getting high Got your favorite shit bumping loud enough for all to hear Catching mean mugs, realize that one thing's clear And that's I know that you won't feel a guy Never lives on this past, I'm Just like me, produced by Seven, and, and then we heard we heard somebody else's voice on that hook, though, doing some additional vocals. Who was that? Who was that voice? I know who that voice like, was. Uh, what year is this? Blaze Dead Homie. That's Blaze Dead Homie. No longer Colton Grundy. Who? Nope. Who's that? I have no idea who Colton Grundy is. <laughs> we need to get into it. <laughs> Is that what he, what he got probably, it can't be the first, but singing ass blaze is that is this this is early on in his singing. Oh, on he was doing career. He, he was singing he was, on on stuff before then. Yeah, he was he was doing that for for a bit. Okay, he's I, 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 I don't remember on what particularly, singing. but I remember we've we've covered it before. He's, he's shown he up on that. plenty of stuff. What do you what do you got down for us? This. What do I got? What, is, what do you got? Me? Um, yeah. Hey, this is a pretty good song. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know a lot for you. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. We get the person who does the best analysis of anything imaginable with Twisted. Just it's like good. me, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but I'll I tell mean, you, we have a we have a classic Twisted "Fuck the Haters" track, and also let me remind you that people are biting monoxide style. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's got to let you know. <laughs> this is where it's I wrote. This is baffling this. because he will not stop. <laughs> <laughs> He's not giving this up. <laughs> Mike, Mishmif, do you have anything? Guess. Guess what? Hmm. It, it doesn't stop. <laughs> okay. It doesn't stop. Is, is that all we have on this track? I so feel like there's not a lot I, to say. I literally wrote that it was a typical hater hater track. I yeah. I like the um I like the instrumental. Like th- this is the thing, and and yeah, it's it's a seven track, so I, I like it. A lot of this record for me is I could have it running in the background and I'd be fine with it. Um, <laughs> I have not listened to this album beginning to end in a very long time, so tracks like uh, Monster or tracks like Hurt Someone, I haven't heard them in ever mm-hmm. so getting to re-listen to this is kind of like okay well i know that there's tracks on here that i fucking love and i listen to all the time what about the tracks that i don't really listen to as much and even now i'm still kind of like all right i don't really this doesn't like hit with me yeah. and robbie i know you and i have have discussed this you typically will listen to an album beginning to end like if you put something on you listen beginning and you don't shuffle you just play through and you find it baffling that I just will shuffle my playlist. <laughs> no, I don't find it baffling. I find it uh, upsetting. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm just old. running the gamut here. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's. This is just a general take on just like modern music consumption. But like I, you know, I love the craft of an album and the 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 choices that go into it and like the thought process behind that and, and, and kind of trying to determine what was the thought process behind that, you know, like uh, just, I think the artistry of like putting together an hour of music or however long and um, you know, what songs get left on, which ones got left off and why, and, and what the flow is, what the themes are. I think that is all a part of it to me that I enjoy as much as I like any individual song. So, for me, I would never would be like, oh, I only like these songs and the rest I don't listen to. Because to me, that just means I don't like that album that much. Um, and I just probably wouldn't listen to it in general. Uh, I definitely have playlists that have, you know, massive quantities of songs on them and I shuffle them. And that's like listening to the radio for me, I guess. But but when I want to listen to a, a, an album, I listen to the whole the whole dang thing. Or I don't. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, that one wasn't that good. That being said, uh, where was I going with that? Nowhere, I guess. Uh, <laughs> this song's fine. <laughs> I think this is an okay song. I, I will. Since, I will say. I think it's kind of interesting that they put three of the solo. I guess I'm going to call them tracks. Um, so early in the in the record, yeah, they, they didn't spread them out a little bit more. Um, I feel like they probably should have spaced them out slightly, but it's neither here nor there. It's not, was, it's not what the finished product shows. I'll say, since you brought up Pony Down, uh, that mm-hmm. is one thing about this album, is that, like, even songs that I don't particularly like very much, in the background, they'll just play, and it's like, they, they bump pretty good. Like, if, if you're not paying any attention to it, if you, don't, if you don't like a song in particular, as far as, like, subject matter or just whatever, the rapping and stuff, like, the beats and shit are good, and it, it sounds good, and it's it's good to... <laughs> <laughs> it's good to just have on the background. It it's works. Like, uh, it's like, and Robbie, Robbie will recognize this. Uh, 
watching uh, watching Axe's uh, Tuesday Night Terror, and they're just playing fucking Daft Punk in the background. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it'll just play like it'll just play slightly, and like you can hear it. It's not it's not overpowering. But you just hear it, and it's it's the same song, <laughs> like playing on repeat basically for like a half hour. It's Daft Punk. Though. That's a weird choice. <laughs> Dig that. It's so good. <laughs> I'm okay with yeah. it. I think that's yeah. how a, a good amount of this album hits me, especially like I said, like the well, this is actually ruins my whole entire point uh in that it's one of the ones that doesn't have guests but um it's it's well crafted you know rap songs but um it doesn't push the needle for me really one way or the other this track i dig all right well let's move on to track number six busio (laughs) hiatopen feature and blaze Produced by G Pierce for UBU Productions. I've never heard G Pierce, huh? Of, I've never heard of of this person or ooh. Or you want a little production game? Company. Okay, let's what go. You want some knowledge? Um, G sure. Pierce is a Saginaw, Michigan producer. Um, he has worked with people like Bedlam, uh, Prozac, uh, V Sinister. Uh, oh, basically all oh, the, okay. the, all the Saginaw, Michigan guys, uh, recently I was watching a podcast. Actually, I'll, I'll shout it out cause you know, they deserve the love. Um, Good Wicked one one with Defect. It was some, sometimes it was associated with Magic Ninja, but it's basically just a deep dive Wicked shit, uh, interview show. But, nice. uh, they were on there talking about how basically G Pierce is like the Mike Clark of Saginaw. So he worked with everybody, was like the top guy, and um, just yeah, Saginaw legend. Right on. I I love this beat for one. Like I'll just say that out of the way, That's and good. then we, we can move just just me if I know who got cut off. But this beat sounds like it could be both underground and also like on the radio. Mm-hmm. Th- there's something very unique about it. It fucking bumps. Like I love this goddamn beat. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave what else I had to say. But Shmeev, go ahead. Oh okay. Monoxide <laughs> is still going off on artists <laughs> who aren't making it. He is he is like the person that like does Lou and stuff, and is like 
Look, I'm doing it! To all the people who are under him, who can't possibly make any of that money because he recruited all of them. <laughs> that's, that's it. And I also wrote, hell yeah, Blaze, because Blaze is fucking sick. It's, he's great. In general uh, and on this track. Very topical LuLaRoe mm, reference. He's... Thank you. <laughs> Blaze is, is made for this kind of track, I gotta say. This, Absolutely. This thing. Yeah. This might be one of my favorite collaborations between uh, Twisted and Blaze. Um, like, prior to that, I mean, Triple Threat is a fantastic song, but this is... This has a different vibe to it. Um, it's It's a little bit slower, which makes sense, but... This, I don't know. It's it's got an aggressive like sound to it, and I can't remember which tour it was. I think it was uh, I think it was when I saw them in 2012, um, and Blaze was on tour with them, and he came out. They did the entire song, and the part when uh, when they all yell "Stomp a motherfucker." Like the lights were flashing, they all jumped like at the same time, and it was just like, man, I wish I could have had a camera to take that shot because it would have just been the coolest fucking thing ever. Yeah, but like people go nuts for this song. People go nuts for this song live. Like it gets people moving. It's it's so good. Like this is this is a stunting track, but it's it's not the same as every other twisted stunting track we've heard, no. which is impressive because. Sometimes you can hear the same thing over and over in multiple songs. We've pointed that out. You know what this is? This is a Riders track over an original beat. Ooh. Uh, At least for Blaze it is. uh, (laughs) Blaze Blaze is just cell blocking. (laughs) This is a cell block song. (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? But that hook? That hook, it's a it's a riotous hook. It really the only thing that makes it not hook. is the not stolen beats, but like thematically, <laughs> it's what yeah. they're doing. Um, this almost feels like uh like a sequel to Mirror Mirror for those of you to me. Um, and it's just that big like it's it's almost anthemy. You know what I mean? It's like it's the Blaze Twisted. Let's get everyone excited. Song of the year. Um. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's great. Like I, you brought up uh, that it knocks, and I was thinking about that just now. And it is interesting to think about it in context of like uh, the last handful of albums supposed to put out. I'd say probably from Mirror Mirror forward, they were really digging like murky textures for a while, all over Mirror Mirror, Green Book, and uh, to a lesser extent, Mansmith. But um, it's really like swampy bass and synths and stuff and uh and this one is really crisp all the way throughout i think and i i'm sure that was you know intentional to kind of meet people on a more traditional hip-hop space or whatever but uh but yeah you're right this record does in fact knock i think i think that the mixing on this record is significantly better than what we've heard on prior albums I mean, we complained. Obviously, it was it's a different style record, but we complained so bad about the mixing that was on uh, Mutant because um, they didn't know how to fucking mix a rock album back well, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's. Um, but but even so, like even some of the mixing on Man's Myth was was a bit rough, and that was the production was definitely stepped up, but it there's still parts of it that don't quite translate well and, and are are difficult to hear. This one, this whole album 
does not really suffer from that, which is this is Very kind of clean. like a baseline that I th- that I'm I'm happy we get from here on um, that they rarely falter from. Um, at but I don't point. think of those previous ones it was a, a a bad mix or anything like that. I think it was just a creative choice uh, that they were really like building like a like a you know there's definitely like layers of like wind sounds and weird like um spooky synthesizer noise like they're definitely like building an energy that's very swampy and and a little bit um cluttered sounding at times um and and i i would love to see what happens if some of those earlier albums got like remastered because like especially something like mirror mirror i think those 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 moods and textures are super intentional but um 20 years later it sounds a little bit messy but yeah i don't know um I, but i do think this one is definitely like crisp and i think seven's a big part of that i think them working with seven yeah. is a intended to be that way and and he brought that out right on Fee, you right. got anything else i do not all right well i think we can move on to track seven Feel me, featuring the ROC. I'm a product of chalk lines and false lies Broken apart by many trials of my own lies Just sit and think with a pen in my hand is dangerous And I'm tasteless most times so freak shows bang this You can tell it by the weight of the wall I'm a lot different than most of the cats that you come across And I'm a lock with it, keeping it safe in the rum's fail The underground is my haven, but please nobody tell I'm trendsetters and men's sweaters, my vendetta To change whether you like me or not, never I'm in the background, sneaking up behind you Get you while you're Working and put six up in your drive-thru Giving these killers a little something to ride to Representing people who only come out at night You start repenting the second I start rapping Catch them sneaking out the back and hit them with his own weapon It's a dirty game, but do you wanna play with me? Do you wanna play with me? I would do anything to get them on the scene Open up your eyes world It's a dirty game, but do you wanna play with me? All in an effort to get the people to feel I would me do Robbie, what you got for Feel Me? Uh, it's good. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good song. Uh, it's cool to have <laughs> ROC on there, obviously, with the HOK history. Um, I think this is another one where Monoxide just crushes his verse. Um, I always thought the, the line about vendettas and men's sweaters was funny. Um, just <laughs> putting it with the time period when uh, the aforementioned Kanye and people like that were popular and like uh fashionable menswear was a thing and uh, just monoxide is such a i don't know dude that he's like get this fucking sweater out of here i wear jerseys and <laughs> monoxide bro <laughs> yeah. um but uh but the way he the way he says it like physically or whatever it sounds super cool putting six up in your drive through like uh it's just uh hey you know what good work monoxide you did it you wrote a verse and I enjoyed it. I, I don't have like. He has a line. <laughs> he has a line. <laughs> he has a line that I fucking love, and I didn't even like. I didn't know it until I was doing my notes before and looked at the lyrics. Uh, and I'm tasteless most times. 
freak shows bang this. That's a mm-hmm. cool fucking line. Yeah, there it mm-hmm. is. Like, like it's it's easy to miss that, which I clearly have over all these fucking years. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that line. But for me, the, what I what I got out of this was that for Jamie and Paul, like their verses are about how their music is basically only for specific people. Um, yet they would they want to try and reach more. Maybe because the people who would like it don't know who they are. Um, and then ROC co- comes up and he's just being cool. <laughs> he's just saying cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What fucking rapper is making a Harry Potter reference? Like, See, I said ROC is being a dork. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have different takes on Harry Potter, it seems. <laughs> Shmeem, um, Shmeem and I were both at a midnight release of a Harry Potter book. So. Yeah. He also says, uh, we on that Rainbow Six shit. And then he <laughs> says, follows it up with Ghost Like Recon. And I had to do a quick look up because at first I was thinking like, oh, he's talking, he's like talking about the duality of man, like the internal struggle and stuff using these two competing <laughs> video game franchises. But actually both of them were Ubisoft, so not really. <laughs> Well, it's also know. just hey, ROC plays video games. It was all it was all Tom Clancy. All, all I think Ubisoft just bought the entirety of Tom Clancy's works licenses. There you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, spending a few years at home uh, in between, yeah. like uh, you know, the end of Half Breed and and the him getting together with the psychopathic guys and played some games, read some children's literature, done, uh, (laughs) (laughs) done some, you know, soul searching and came out. He kept himself busy. Feel me? Yeah. 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 Anyway, I didn't point out that this was produced by seven as well. Okay. He's all over this. Yeah. They're, they're talking about how they're like trying to connect with people unless those people are trying to have a successful music career and then Monoxide <laughs> just wants to dunk on them. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? It's Every single baby. song, he's got something about like people with like like your bootleg shirts and all that trying to sell CDs outside a show like Monoxide. Monoxide. Calm down. It's <laughs> great that... Look, I know you worked, but you also hit the lottery, dude. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Jeez. You can admit it. There's also, I think, in that era, I, th- I don't think this exists anymore, but boy, were there some awful, awful artists selling CDs outside of ICP and Twisted Shows. Um, I bought them. <laughs> Zombie. <you> know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. They, we all had our local guys who were hustling, and that's, that's great, but uh, yeah. I, I do think I've looked that's up specifically... Openers. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do they give out now? Spotify links on pieces of paper. Yeah. <laughs> now they'll they'll give you the the QR codes that you gotta you know, yeah. Scan. Right, 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 right. Take it takes you to their band camp or whatever. Maybe they got like a pocket of flash drives that they'll throw at you. I, pe- people <laughs> still expensive. do hand out CDs and stuff. They, ha- like. they hand it to you and then they're like, "Yeah, man, and I just need a donation of five dollars." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like, "I'm sorry, I don't." And he's like, "We'll give it back." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's that's not how donations work, man. So somebody somebody hit me with that, and I was like, "Well, here's some money." He got real. He looked real annoyed because I'm like, "Man." I don't have a lot of money on me, and I'm also I not. I wasn't cash. here to. I wasn't here to buy your CD. Yeah. I was here for a convention. <laughs> like, I'll Venmo you, dog. I don't carry cash. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, I don't want to pay twenty bucks for your three tracks. <laughs> the CD outside of the outside of the concert for sale guy is probably really not doing well in the age of uh, 
no cash uh, whatsoever. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd say <laughs> that that guy's got a raw deal. Why do I call myself a juggalo? Cause we be banging the wicked shit and swimming off in the blood of my spits. We misfits and misunderstood. Got chapters of family off in each and every hood. I'm a juggalo and you can eat a dick if you're not. And if you stay long enough, you get your eyeballs popped. I'm even worse now since the first curse. I'll cut words into my leg until it hurts. Why do I call myself a juggalo, bitch? Cause we keep that scrub life and fuck that brick shit. And steal that new whip and platinum chain and give it all to a juggalo who's never had a thing. I'm a juggalo in the worst way since the first grade. I've been plotting my revenge on the world. Hey, I can help it if I'm in the weird shit. Deal produced by Underrated. We get him again. Hey, oh. Underrated. Did not know he even produced. Dope. Yeah, yeah. He does. I think he did a lot of stuff for for Potluck, um, but I did not realize that he produced this song. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Did Did you not catch the first instance of him producing on this album? No, no, no. I did. I just didn't. Previous okay. to this discussion, I did not know that he was much of a producer. Uh, I see. I see. So, so Shmeev, Robbie. Yes. Juggalo. Love song. <laughs> um, that's a loaded uh-huh. phrase uh, for people. Previous guest? Previous guest, can we say? Is that uh, Jiggles was on one of these? No. Jiggles has not been on this yet. No. Okay. No. He's a Jay Z, so you've mentioned he's, him. He's been, he's been ducking us. He's been on mic check. Well, he's been, yeah, he's been ducking he's been us. On mic he check. hasn't been ducking you. <laughs> Uh, Jiggles. But, uh, he loves to talk about Juggalo love songs, but they're always just he's referring to the filthiest sex song. So when you say that in this context, um, no. and it's called Raw Deal. This is a love, this is a love song dedicated to the Juggalos. It gotcha. Is. Yes, yes, yes. That's what it is. It's a scrub life, <laughs> fuck the haters family track. Yeah. You too. I, I highly disagree that Jamie in 2007 was standing at the bus stop in the prior day's clothing, however. Um, I don't think that's what he's saying. <laughs> I think he's saying <laughs> we as a community are these people that do these things. You uh, guys got to get a little point, less literal with these things, huh? <laughs> I well, am very surface area. <laughs> you know, I try, I try to dig in on stuff when I can. Like when Monoxide says, half a million motherfuckers looking just like us. And I'm like, are you okay with that in this case, Monoxide? <laughs> Uh, when is well, it not are, okay for people to bite your stuff? <laughs> well, if they rap. Okay. Yeah, if they're profiting from it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. If they're in the audience... It's okay for him uh, to look up to rappers and emulate them, but... 
Eh, there's a difference between them. I'd say from what the, the is, people he's referring is. to are, I think suck is the difference. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's the way that he comes comes on on this because I'm just like, hmm, may, maybe in the context, everybody listening knew exactly what he meant. But nowadays, I feel like that's just, true. <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, it just sounds like he's talking about like, wow, all these people who like us and want to do stuff like us. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him out of here. You know. Yeah. Um, this is a I good song. I wish that this is a good right. song. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. Um, I think this one's like one that people definitely like point to as a classic. It's the only one that had a music video. Um, oh. They wear face paint and no face paint back and forth. Ooh. Similar to what they, yeah, they did. They, 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 they start off with no face paint, and then as it shifts into the second verse, they have face paint on. Much like the recent uh, Perfect Problem video. Uh, oh, yeah, they that is how that went. Huh? Throwback. And then uh, Breakdown was kind of similar. They had two different mm-hmm. styles of face paint in that one. Um, it's a good beat. I really liked what uh, – this, this kind of has trade-offs, which we're always a fan of here. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, though, is – I, I kind of wish that Jamie was doing the Why Do I Call Myself a Juggalo. I kind of wish that Monoxide did the same line, I guess, um, just to continue the theme on his side. But, I mean, he didn't, but it's, it's okay. It's we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Much later. Okay. <laughs> Much That's later. That's fine. <laughs> like in a different um, episode. about another instance of it in this episode. In this episode. Okay. We'll but there. no, I think this is a fine song. Um, it's definitely one that um, I also, this one typically gets played at shows as well. Um, hmm. I think in, <laughs> this is going to sound really shitty, but I feel like in recent years, this song comes out um, whenever <laughs> pe- people tend to question more whether they are still juggalos or not. So they're like, all right, we got to play this song live so they know. <laughs> so you're saying they play it multiple times every day. <laughs> <laughs> They get the, up. It's the first song. It's the first song. It's the song in the middle. It's the song at the end, and it's the encore. So like, did you forget? Did you not hear? Did you not hear the music before and out after? Yeah, sometimes they'll go just on Instagram Live and just play it, sitting quietly. So I was gonna say, uh, Monoxide wakes up in the morning and he's like, "God damn it, I got to do this shit again." <laughs> I checks the checks the, the the ats on Twitter and goes, "Yep, they're still questioning it." All right, let's, all right, uh, let's just go on. Fire live. it up. <laughs> that's that's something also uh monoxide will go on on like instagram live or on on youtube and whatnot and stream live he'll always play like the new record which i think is cool because obviously you know you want to promote the new stuff i would love if he just put like their stuff on shuffle and just hear like what pops up that's not like the most recent or the second most recent album like if he just had it play in the background he might play like s- like a different artist that he likes at the time. But like, I want to see like, okay, are you going to play anything that was from like heartbroken or homicide? Are you playing something from, from man's myth? Well, he doesn't, he doesn't own do all their albums. <laughs> that's yeah, that is true. And the, the, I think that's probably a big part of it because uh, when he first started going live, he wouldn't play any of their own music. He would just play the playlists that he had made of stuff he likes to listen to. Um, and they kept getting flagged and taken down on Facebook and so on and so forth. So now he has to play 
recent twisted, I think, in order the to keep stuff. the video live. Yeah. Oh, that's shit. And, and he still has to go people... out and buy his own copies. Yeah. Doesn't even get free ones. It's because uh, the people who are juggalos that question if Twisted are still juggalos will flag it because they're playing juggalo music. There we go. Yes. We've cracked or the anything. case. Any, any music on it. And that is actually true. That's yeah. not just a, a joke. That is, it is those people that flag it. So, that he, yeah, it's a so, whole mess. That reminds me of, um, and this, this is a little off topic, but I was watching um, uh, the Astronomicon uh, panel that they did on um, on on live and there was one person in there who's just constantly commenting like just the most antagonistic stuff and it's like why are you doing and somebody was even asking like dude why don't you shut the fuck up and he's like no I'm here to to tell them how much I fucking hate them it's like why so much <laughs> more you need to be here life? like imagine what is, buying what a ticket is the to that purpose of this is it like, in the crowd? Well, no, there? it was. It was no, 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 no. It was on. It was online. Just commenting gotcha. uh, live, and I'm just like, man, what is the purpose of it? You hate them, so you're gonna just chill on this. Li- you're gonna waste your time watching this, right? Just to say you hate them. That's yeah. fucking dumb. I don't, I don't like so many things, and you know how much time I spend uh, watching, listening, otherwise, j- just zero time. Because <laughs> I just I watch and listen to the things I like. I spend at least three times <laughs> total <laughs> over the course of two and a half years. <laughs> well, you know, like counting, Mike. That's how I live. <laughs> Featuring proof. Tatted on your back and your arms And I'm a static, you would get it though It's killing your moms I know your pops don't understand He thinks you're building a bomb Because you sit up in the room And every word you sing along And it seems every word coming out of your mouth is wrong And the truth feels they don't have a clue what's going on If they would just shut the fuck up Give me a listen and they could hear it all In my voice exactly how I'm living That's how I live Running on the streets that we live That's how I live Trying to take as much as I give That's how I live So there's a story surrounding this song. Oh, is there? Proof was a member of the group D12, uh, Eminem's crew. And um, what had happened was he, as well as Bizarre, who we'll see later on here, um, Proof was, I guess, trying to reach out to other artists within Detroit and they basically squashed the beef that psychopathic had with like Eminem's group. And what they did was they actually did, uh, bowling matches, uh, psychopathic won one game and D12 won another. Eminem was not present for those. 
unfortunately. So that beef wasn't actually squashed. So that beef wasn't actually squashed, but okay. um, Twisted and, and uh, Proof worked on this track, and shortly after this track was completed, uh, Proof was murdered uh, in, a, in a Detroit nightclub, which is super fucking stale. And um, this was like the last thing I think that Proof recorded before he passed away. Damn. Uh, I didn't realize how fucking long ago that was. There's other like unreleased stuff that Proof has made, but this is the last thing that he actually went into the booth and recorded. Um, yeah. And so also uh, very, he like, was he was probably going to tour uh, with Twisted on the, the tour for this record. And uh, Monoxide had actually been on the phone with him and his manager the night that he got killed, uh, kind of hashing out that tour. So uh, super, super not I don't know what the right word is for it. Not good timing, uh, but, yeah. you know, get murdered. Never great timing. No. But uh, super coincidental timing, I guess, is what I'm trying to say when it links with Twisted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, um, I mean, the, the the track itself is pretty self-explanatory. Um, yeah. But Proof's final verse is kind of bittersweet uh, when you look at it. Um, he's basically just saying about how he is trying to reach out to these other artists that, you know, they're all, they're all from the same area. They've all struggled the same way. And like Detroit needs to, you know, work together. Um, and that's why it's, it's kind of the, the lyrics are wrong on here. I can already tell. Um, <laughs> sorry. They say trying to repair the damages and, something like Jay and Bob. I think they were implying like Jay and Silent Bob. No, I think it's Jay and Nas. Um, yes. And it says, so so wish to Esham, when in reality he's saying from Royce to Esham. So Royce the 5'9", who uh, former uh, kind of hype man to Eminem? No, I they guess. were like They were bad meets, bad meets evil. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But it never panned out and they, uh, because he had issues with D12 and vice versa, I think. Um, so he was he wanted to repair that as well. Esham, um, notorious for hating everybody. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good good luck. They had been in like board. physical altercations. Okay. There was like um, a warp tour situation where there was a big brawl between. Oh, that's, uh, like, that's oh, right. I forgot about that. That was oh yeah. three, right? Oh one. Oh oh one. Okay. I was trying to think of. Oh, so that wasn't the same one that Twisted was on then. Twisted was on oh three. No. No, so no, this, no. this was prior. okay. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Right. The summer so that yeah, Tongues came just... out and D12's album came out, they were both on Warp Tour for some dates and had a big oh, yeah, Tongues, hospitalizing the album mentioned a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Proof's verse is basically, it's it's very bittersweet because it shows that he is trying to basically reconnect everybody. Um, and unfortunately, he didn't get to live to see that happen, um, which is very, very sad. Yeah. Uh, last thing I just want to say, I love this fucking track. I think that this is a standout track on this record. Everybody's fucking great on it. Like, it doesn't matter if one person is better than another. Everybody comes, like, they, they knew what they set out to do on this track, and I think it works. It's got that very inspiring vibe to it. Like, just the sound of it is, it's got that feeling. So, like, it really, it really connects very well with, with what they're saying and stuff, you know. 
they're just kind of saying like this is who we are and at least twisted are saying this is who we are and parents don't understand <laughs> that's <laughs> that's their point <laughs> and the uh the the uh not follow-up but uh, f- furthering that that proof story is that he had come into the studio with them with a briefcase uh full of notebooks because he was there to do a feature and you know just would take some some pre-written verses and you know kind of figure out what worked for the track but when he heard the track and what they were doing and kind of was vibing with them in the studio he asked you know like okay who can can you give me a pen because i gotta write something original for this so um <laughs> it was he was inspired by what was going on and uh and that's where all that you know squashing it was the guest catering to the artist damn right <laughs> <laughs> there we go that's it. why it worked. Bring it full circle. <laughs> there is uh, there is a remix of this song. It's not uh, there's there's nothing like different verses or anything. It is just set to a different instrumental. It's set to uh, "Super High" by Rick Ross, and that is actually typically the version that's performed at concerts. Uh, it was given away as a free download back in like 2013 or some shit 20, 2013. Um, it's cool to listen to. Um, they changed the chorus uh, to sound more like the one that's from uh, "Super High." It's okay. Um, but I would still prefer this one like any day of the week. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got All nothing right. else on this one. Yeah. Okay. Track number 10, my favorite. Featuring DJ Man, Play. I don't smoke shit you can't even pronounce. Shit like, reflip, reflip, smoke, reflip, you ain't never smoked that shit. That shit is $800 an hour. I'm a fucking homeboy up. I took you in my lungs, I sealed you up, I licked you in my tongue, right then and there I knew you was the one, so I stole my stereo and count the whole onion, blowing smoke rings, big money, bring nice trees, but my addiction left my pockets looking shiesty, I robbed the stove, pouring diamonds of gold, going through my mama purse like I was 10 years old, looking in the couch for a dollar to any on the bag, some of them bitches had jobs and ain't any like fags, bitch I'm unemployed and I still brought five and have a green leaf in the glove box outside we can roll it in the crib and then smoke it in the ride and patrol the city streets just like we the big five and we don't give a fuck just as long as we getting high and all through life mary jane remains mine light it up smoke it up y'all you're my favorite pop pop blast that shit you're my favorite one light it up smoke it up y'all you're my favorite pop pop past that shit you're my favorite one Real quick, I don't think I mentioned it on the last track, but uh, uh, How I Live was produced by Bar None Productions. Not huh. familiar with that, unfortunately. Uh, this was produced by Underrated, and I some can totally understand uh, Underrated producing this one. This sounds like something that he would have made. I feel like Bar None Productions has actually come up at some point in another thing that we did, and we had about the same reaction of, like, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> same reaction of, <laughs> Right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to I, look it up. I, I, feel, I feel like they produced like you know one track on some other album somewhere, and I it's don't like, remember. Like on a Boondocks track or something. Maybe, maybe on like maybe Fatso. I don't know. <laughs> Eagle-eared listeners, let us know what track we've already covered that was yeah. produced by Barn on Productions. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. What do you guys got from my favorite? Uh, I, I it's not my favorite. <laughs> um. Huh? Hey. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's fine. It's a uh, hey. It's a weed song, and DJ Clay raps on it. I don't Weed. know. 
They, DJ they do Clay, love their weed. Yeah. DJ Clay is a guy who exists to me. Um, <laughs> that's about as far as I go with him. Uh, weed songs can be good. This one's okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no... If 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 this song didn't exist, I, I wouldn't notice. Why isn't DJ Clay doing the thing that DJ Clay do on this track? Prior Making to this, we heard him on the... We we heard him on the party, and he was doing what he do, doing cuts. Yeah, and that shit which actually should be noted ass. in the production credits, he does do all the cuts on this entire album. Oh, okay. So, well, why didn't that, he just get a break it. in this to just do some cuts? Because <laughs> he's got to co- confess that. his love to weed. <laughs> That's fair, man. Monoxide though, monoxide's conflicted. He loves the weed. But he's got to stop. He can't I, well, keep doing this. He's going to keep smoking weed, but he wants to mix it up. He's got a new vape. Uh, he's got to oh, break yeah, up with okay. his bong. I see. Okay. That, that was what he was going for. Gotcha. That's why you hear the, the glass breaking at the end. I don't know why he does. Uh, maybe because he's just you know oh. got to try different things in life. But yeah. I, I thought know, he's, he he's just like threw himself out a window because then he proceeds to, I believe, land on a car. <laughs> yeah. Two crashes in this. I literally thought that, too. I was so confused. <laughs> no, yeah, he's just he's just he's just going to use other kind of he's he's taking the personification of a lady. Uh, we will in an unnecessary direction. OK. If if y'all want to hear a better song with that style, just look up the song Mary Jane by Potluck uh, featuring Lunas. It's really fucking good. Um, Loonies. And does a much better job of it. Loonies, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Loonies. I'm not mad. The, loony, the Loonies tunes. <laughs> exactly. God. They're loony guys. Kill me, please. Um, yeah, that, yeah my a... notes for this was it's a smoking song. And yep. Meh. That's, that's and, a weed song. And beat is cool. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's a good beat. It's it's no hydro. I mean, look what it is yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, weed songs yeah, can be great. Them, this one's less than. They they've done better weed songs. It just takes another uh, fourteen years to get to them. Wow. <laughs> uh, or hydro. Uh, oh, what, what, Robbie, what sure came out earlier this year? Oh, gotcha. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Whatever yeah. it is, that, that week shits out. Featuring Jared from Head P. How many rhymes and lines am I in? And how many people are praying me and bad rocks don't find them? We like to take a little credit when it changes. Shit stays the same, we gon' blow it out the frame, baby. So many say we're raising the bar, it's so far that you can barely see it. So they compare us both to a star. You're a parked car with your hazard lights buzzing. When I'm buzzing, it's a hazard. Turn your lights out, cuz you see all of your weak shit is making me sick. It's such a shame the underground has got diseases. If Kanye's Jesus, and I can't fucking believe this, I must be the devil, cause the fire's gonna freeze.
do you hear that twisted? Huh? All that butt rock you're peddling? All that whiny sad boy shit on Freak Show? Covering classic rock songs? That weak shit is out. What are you? Gay? Twisted? Anyway, that's, that's the track. I'm glad we got the audible sound of the notebook hitting the desk somewhere. The mic drop. Produced by Seven. Um, oh. uh, so yeah, this song is basically just calling out like radio-friendly bands for the most part. Um, and I also have the note, uh, Jared, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his verse is Jared. maybe just the hook was fine. Yeah, for him. If if he was just on that, then it would have been it would have been better. Uh, Jared, J- Jared Gomez, more like Jared Nomez. Damn. Whoa. Got him. Shit. <laughs> oh, I gotta get sick, out of here. Sick burp. Sick burp. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the track is 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 all right. Um, and when it's yeah. played live, people. People get into it. It's got a it's got a hook that people enjoy. Um but I I don't listen to this one that much, honestly. And and Jared can rap, do not get me wrong, but he doesn't really have consistency on this one, and that's what kinda irks me. Like Yeah, I think this is uh, an okay song. Um I think it's I think it's actually a, a good song. Uh that also has a verse from Jared from Head B that's not that good. Um, would it have been better as it was originally uh, intended with Andrew WK? I don't know. Um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was going to bring that I up because like I thought would, that might... Yeah, th- was it going to be a completely different song? Uh, here, I'll pull this up. This is So around the time this album came out um, as kind of a backstory slash... You know, hype for the album. Twisted would put up what they were calling their homie hookups on uh, MySpace at the time, which were like they would write a few paragraphs about Oof. each guest and why they picked them. Um, and so as far as this one goes, let's see. The first song we did was Weak Shits Out. That song basically set the tone for the entire CD. So this is the first song they recorded for the album. Um, and they actually played it on tours. In like 2006, I think, like when they were touring and didn't have anything new out besides like Fatso and stuff, they were playing this song as like a taste of the new album. Uh, it says, We knew we wanted a rock and roll ninja on it, but someone a little less traditional. And we were actually talking with Andrew WK about recording it with us. Sounds nuts, right? But halfway through that song, Madrox was like, This beat is way too hard for dude to just be singing on it. And I agreed. We rolled a fat one and started thinking. Halfway through the doob, I yelled, I got it. With all eyes on me, I shouted, head P.E. An eruption occurred in the studio, and it was on. The words of Monoxide. It means he came, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There was an eruption. <laughs> they listened to Van Halen's eruption. <laughs> That's very interesting that, that this is the first track that they did. And... Don't get me wrong, like, this sounds like it would be a Twisted song, okay? It sounds like their typical track, you know, lacing it up with a bit of a guitar. That makes sense. Yeah. 
I don't think that this sets the tone for the rest of the album, though. No, not at all. Like, I think the majority of this record sounds very, very different. Yeah. Um, so I find it it's, odd it's almost that they like... followed this up with 13 tracks of weak shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I don't think this but, sounds anything like the rest of the album, but I think they had a feature on it and we're like, oh, you know, we should keep it. Yeah, yeah I, I had it not been for them deciding to switch it and, and put head PE on here. Um, if they would have just had Andrew WK on here, it would not have made the album. This would have gotten shelved and put on a cryptic collection. Maybe yeah, I, I like, don't, I don't, I don't see this being something that would have made a record if it wasn't for having Jared's I, verse. On I here. just don't see Andrew WK being on this style of song in general. <laughs> No, I'm really curious what that would have been. Like, what was even yeah. planned for that? Like, was he going to do the, a verse? Right. And just like, sing that, about that, that's a, partying? I feel like that's a completely different kind of song. He's a, he's a much more positive man than this. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know, it didn't happen. They got Head P.E., Jared from Head P.E., and uh, he did some, you know, he did some, some, some stuff. But yeah, I don't think this is that he good did. of a song. I think it is fine. I think Jared kind of mucks it up and uh and uh i'm glad they went a different direction with the rest of the album right on right on moving on moving on track number 12 wet dreams featuring bizarre twisted and bizarre east side baby sex of my mind yeah, it's time to get romantic. Come here, slut. Romantic-ish. Man, I'ma let her sip the motherfucking nut up out my time. Ten more strokes till I bust and plus I'm pumping it double time. Who's just jiggling more? Hers of mine sweating like I'm lifting weights. They love my banana and I love shoving it in and out of that soft face. I like it when they're freaky dicky. They lick their lips and tell me that they want to see me. Make it from the hips down. Don't you start no shit now. Go skip it in your mouth. Show me what you all about. I don't even know your name, girl, but I know that you's a pro with something. Took me clean to the grapes with butterflies on. Muffin dripping down the leg with excitement and juice. Rubbing my sack, pulling harder, hoping that I'ma cut loose. I pop like a bottle of martini and Rossi. I spunk the damn coat of the tongue in the body. I woke up with my dick stuffed in a bed sheet. I ain't fucked no down piece. I was the victim of wet dreams. It makes me feel so good. I can't help but explode every time. Yeah, a little bit of DJ Clay on those cuts. Yeah, Whoa. there he is. That thing he should do. Finally Exclusively. made <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> So, I have a problem with this song. Which one? Uh, th- th- this entire track. Um, Jamie is the only one who got it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else fucking understood what the concept of this song was. <laughs> And it pisses me off. Jamie. This is what we said earlier about how somebody starts off really fucking good and then the next person comes in and just derails it. Jamie also frequently is, well, I mean, he's the only member of Twisted who has the actual ability to express that he likes women. 
Oh. Monoxide mm. can't do that. Mm. It's not possible. Because mm. he hates them. <laughs> speaking of the... I... Uh, speaking of the concept of this song, uh, back to the MySpace homie hookups, uh, here is, <laughs> in Twisted's words, I don't know which member, the concept of oh, this I song. Oh, I read this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we wanted to do this song called Wet Dreams, about how when you have sex in your dreams, your sleeping body reacts to what the mind is seeing, and more importantly, doing. We discussed it, and laid a scratch track to hear it out loud, and it was the shit. Uh, so, yeah. That is conceptually what what dreams is about. It's about dreaming about. Yeah, I don't know, man. Whatever. It's about wet dreams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. it is. Exactly and Jamie was the is. only one who fucking picked up on the goddamn I'll say, concept. Well, the thing oh, about by like, the way, when, by the way, produced by Seven. Mm. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Juggalo Love Song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like the thing about Monoxide's verse is that you know. He, We've we've covered a lot of ground with Monoxide, and and he's talked a lot about his his various issues and stuff, and probably being a sex addict and stuff, and all of that stuff. And you know, I feel like at this point in his life, what he describes as this dream is just what he needs to get off. Apparently, you know, I didn't even interpret what he was saying as a dream. <laughs> he was. I just, yeah. No, like I just got it as this is a situation that's happening. I mean, he didn't set it up properly. No, no. and I, I have an issue with one of his lines. Yeah, I gotta I call know. it out. Go for it. I, I little my note was monoxide. No, um, the who the fuck said it ain't no fun to get raped. Yeah. Oh sure. That's yeah. that's a. Nah. Hey, hey, monoxide! Remember a couple, a couple, a couple songs ago when you said uh, that you're tasteless most, mostly, most times. This, this, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, This is one of those times. Slightly more taste, if you wouldn't mind. This this is this is one of those lines. Hey, apparently you guys aren't freak shows. Still, still, no, no, clearly. But you know, I have to, I have to hit my quota on on pearl clutching. Yeah, so it's important. Um, um, and bizarre. Oh, bizarre! I don't even remember what was going on there. He's that's probably for the best. For you. Oh, you know what? Now I remember. <laughs> there we go. Bizarre is one of the fucking most interesting members in D twelve because he can literally just say fucking whatever, and they put it on a goddamn song. And he can spell bizarre. And they. <laughs> That took me a second. <laughs> but you know who couldn't spell bizarre? <laughs> Twisted. That was the fucking name that they got wrong on the original pressing of this record. <laughs> it was one of many. That is, I tell oh, you, if you write anything on the internet about this album, uh, you know what? <laughs> Strap in for this episode releasing, boys, because you will oh, get so many comments about how there were typos in this. Apparently, the thing... Okay, this is a side fucking tangent, but it fired up. Uh, no, it's okay. I'm looking go. at it now, Let's actually. Go. I'm looking at the... People... look at the, the back of it. I'm convinced that most, quote-unquote, juggalos don't even listen to any of this music. They remember a few tidbits about the time period it was released in, some stuff that happened, and they just... That's their two sentences they repeat every time the album comes up and in this one it's that there were typos in the fucking liner notes and god damn it have i received a lot of comments about that and boy could i care less
Yeah. Uh, yeah. DJ Quick is spelled wrong. The Dog Pound is spelled wrong. God. Uh, yeah, uh, Bizarre's just talking. Yeah. He's he's just Bizarre's like, I'm going to rap as gross as possible. You know. Yep. Yeah, that's Bizarre. That's basically... Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a normal verse for him. Yeah. That's okay. his I just didn't need catalog. it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> like... Like, don't get me wrong. There's stuff by Bizarre that I really do like. I think there's some stuff that he comes up with, and I'm like, how the fuck did you think of this? But then there's times where I'm like, I did not need to hear this. He thinks of it much by doing this. This is this is his exercise that gets his brain going to to write shit. He's a solid sixth guy in a group. <laughs> Damn. He's he's definitely. But but it, okay. Let's be real though. Okay, in D12. You know who he is in the group. Like, there is never a song that comes on that he's on. And you're like, oh, wait, whose verse was that? No, that's fucking. You know who Bizarre is. He's very you know unique. it's him when he comes up. He, like, like Eminem, Bizarre, and Proof. They're the ones that I can al- always name. Sadly, the other three I occasionally have trouble with. But they're all, yeah, they're all great, but they, but they do, you know, yeah, have generic it can be rapper interchangeable. syndrome every yeah. now and again. And by that I mean most yeah. of the time. But no. But yeah. This was a this was a a, a verse that I didn't need. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. Fair. Um, so yeah. So Jamie, spot on for for nailing what the song was supposed to be about. Everybody else, whatever. Yeah, just <laughs> Sorry. bury them all. Featuring Tech Nine, Chris Calico, and Potluck. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even. And this it. is the song that I cut. I cut like 30 seconds off of the beginning. Like whenever the pluck strings come in after after this part, that's where I normally have the song come in because I don't want to hear all this because it's reasonable. Unnecessary. Now you hate beautiful music. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I listen to juggalo music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Weakness and greet the beast and continue it. Even family hand me calamity. Cannot be sitting with insanity trying to damage me. Even niggas who rip with me having fantasies of erasing them enemies. Look, you blood sucking mud fucking punks, chumps, gay faggots, maggots trying to get paid. Really better slip away. Too dirty, hurry your call. Bloody murdering y'all. Story and fall necessary to brawl. With bitch ass niggas in our past, we bury them all. Wait, 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 wait. Cause if you could look up inside of my head. You see why I keep a gun up on the side of the bed And I'm watching out for the Watson house Cause I'm paranoid that every noise is means for me to Kill. Grab my millimeter Kill. I'm a walking zombie, obviously Feel like I'm going insane, losing it more than a little bit My life, I'm feeling by killing it I reverse the gun and curse the ones Purpose is to hurt us now that you got me nervous Buried you more than in the first Stay, stay awake Cause if you want to still
great. This was produced by Seven. You don't fucking say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh... This is the, is this the longest or the second longest track on Second there? longest. Second longest. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, we got we got uh, Tech and Chris at the beginning, and then Chris on the hook, do, doing the Chris Calico hook that he would do on a Tech 9 song. He is. <laughs> well, of course he would do what he would do on a Tech yes. 9 song, because that's what this is. Mm-hmm. I was going to say. Yeah, this is basically a Tech uh, 9 song. Yeah. Uh, Shmeev and I were talking uh, about this, um, what on on Tuesday, um, about the tracks that Tech Nine has done with the other people on, or just in general, like his guest verses that he's done on Psychopathic, um, up to this point. How many of those tracks are Tech Nine songs that just happen to have, um, you know, ICP or Twisted on them? Up to this point, so like 2007 and prior. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I'd say this one and yeah. the one with Prozac uh, definitely fall yeah. in that category. Need some help. Mm-hmm. Because Need Some Help was supposed to be a uh, Project, Project Dead, Dead Man. Song. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I, I don't know. know it's ours. Yeah, because I don't have like the best memory for all of these and stuff. I, I, don't, I, I kind the of other... remembered Madhouse, uh, but I don't remember Thug Pit or anything like that. Um, the only one that I had really for reference was Scream. And I, I thought about it and I'm like, Scream from Mighty Death Pop, it's that's an ICP song featuring Tech Nine. Yeah, but like some of the other ones that we've listened to, I'm like, they've definitely just been Tech Nine songs that have just been carried onto somebody's album, somebody else's album. Yeah, <laughs> they just got lost on the way to his album, and they just ended up here. Twist is just like, oh no, we'll take you in, buddy. Here you go. <laughs> and and that was my joke of, yeah. I'll do this track with you. It won't be on my Tech Nine album, however, because why would I ever have a Juggalo artist on my <laughs> record? <laughs> they, did, did these guys ever appear on many Tech Nine records? Twisted ICP, any of those guys? No one from Psychopathic has ever appeared on the Tech Nine album. Okay, they've appeared on Prozac. They've appeared on Chris Calico. Yeah. Um, Damn. But yeah, never, never Tech Nine. Because, you That's know, fair. Tech has to distance himself from the Juggalos. You, shut the fuck up. Tech did what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was – I thought that you were mocking him at first. I was like, I don't know. It's got his record. No, Let him do well, it. I was, that was, that was, that was the joke at first. That yeah, was the yeah, joke yeah. at first is Tech does Tech just never had them on there. But that's why, you know, you have the, the Juggalos who are like, Tech just – you know, he, he fell off after he dissed the Juggalos. Now he doesn't like us anymore. Shut the fuck up. He can't, <laughs> he, he can't have his fans exposed to a different cult. He's got to hold on to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Chris uh, jogged my memory? Is he on Need Some Help? He's doing the hook on there, yeah? Yes, he's on the hook. He's okay. on the hook. So that, I would argue, is what makes them Tech Night songs, is that Chris Calico. They're, they're Chris yeah. Calico songs. Chris, yeah, Chris doing a a hook for Tech yeah. Nine that on a song that happens to feature Tech Nine in right. some way, shape, or form that makes it a Tech Nine song. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's it. Let's be real. If if Serial Killer had the full Tech Nine verse like it was supposed to have, it probably would have been a Tech Nine song. Was Chris on it? No, but then it would have been a Tech Nine song. <laughs> it would have been a Tech Nine song. Come on. Um, but anyways, about bury them all. Yeah, great song. Um, haters, man. Love it. I, I don't I can't like pinpoint stuff in this. I just put the note of everything equals yes. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really like this song. I think everybody does a great a great job. And this is one of the things that kind of contradicts what I said earlier about Monoxide, where I was like, oh, yeah, he's like on point with like doing these like more direct staccato style uh, things. He doesn't do that, at least not for a big portion of his verse. It's it's almost like he kind of falls into um, the words that he wants to say. And that's just how he says it. But I actually kind of really like that in here because then when it switches to Madrox's verse, who decides, hey, yeah, this Tech 9 guy, I can do this too. I can I can do the choppy thing. It It is a very nice dichotomy that we get that, uh, unfortunately, I don't think we've had a lot of um, to really kind of differentiate. Like, yes, you can tell who's Monoxide and who's Jamie, but this really shows like the diversity that they can have. And I like that a lot. And when we get potluck in here, um, one ton, who's the first uh, person that we hear, he typically doesn't really chop. Like he will rap fast every now and then, but that's more underrated's thing. And I think underrated took this song and said, Oh, Hey, don't forget about me. Oh, he killed it. I can do this shit too. Uh, underrated if if you've never for anybody who's never listened to Potluck or anything like that I highly recommend checking out some of their stuff that they did on um, Suburban Noise it's very good he uh, underrated has a couple solo tracks um, uh, one of them is oh, I can't remember the fucking names but they're like two minute three minute and four minute like whatevers and he is just fucking chopping the entire time like in one take it's it's crazy shit and he's talking too you know he's not just Spitting to spit. No. He's saying shit. Like, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So this this track is just super fucking cool. It's very atmospheric, uh, the instrumental. So yeah. I, I love everything about this song. I can't – like I said, I, I hate that I can't like really pinpoint specific stuff, but just everything on this great track. There's a lot of ghosts wow. in here for sure, I would say, like uh, musically. Like that's just a term I used to use when I would like do music was like if there was like a weird – noise that was kind of atmospheric but didn't have like a you know like oh that's the the guitar it's just like oh there's some some cool ghosts in this song and i'd say like that's very true here um the thing you were saying about monoxide i think what makes him impressive on this album and forward is not necessarily like you said like the staccato nature of it or anything like that but it's it's the control it's whatever he's doing it's not um he's not accidentally doing anything he's picking specific pockets and specific flows and like articulating them very well. And I think he does that here. It's completely different than the rest of the record, but it's still very like intentional and well executed. And he's very uh, comfortable in the style. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I don't well, have anything to say about the rules. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good track. The last thing that I have is Monoxide's line. When I live in society with all these people we call friends, and when the hookup's gone, it all ends. Hmm. Who could that be about? I don't know. I'm just going to let that hang in the air. I don't know. (laughs) It's just there in the air. Uh, (laughs) All right, we're up here on the last track. Number 14, Monster's Ball. Featuring Insane Clown Posse.
red rim straight, rolling on flat tires, screeching to a halt, spark spitting at the paparazzi. Reload your flash bulbs for the dead bodies. Seven bitches and human abominations line up behind the velvet rope, waving their invitations. One by one, they all pile in, find they seat, and wait for the ceremony to begin. And when the lights fall, it's just like nightfall, unable to see a single thing in front of your eyeballs. All you can hear is a scream from the audience as the victims up in the pits get robbed of their innocent shit. I love the terror, I'm in VIP, with these vampire bitches taking hits of mutant ecstasy. Spilled the blood, the torch is lit, compared to the monster's ball, yo bash ain't shit. All right. Um, this was produced by Seven. Of course. Mm. Now, Shmi, what you got? If you'll remember, I I had <laughs> talked several songs ago about ending a verse with the sa- people ending verses with the same lines. Jay and Jamie both do that. They end with "Compared to the monsters, monsters ball, your bash ain't shit." Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was another opportunity. For them to do something cool with that. And nobody else did it. Yeah. <sighs> the problem is, is Minoxide kind of did it, but then he extended the line. No, he didn't. <laughs> the monster's ball is the shit, and your yes. ass ain't invited. Yeah. yeah. They, they tried it. Like, if the, the problem is, they could have done a thing where they each took their own spin on it, mm-hmm. but because Jay followed his, Jamie's immediately up with that, it's really jarring for it to change now. What they could have done was open with Jamie's monoxide and uh, Shaggy and then close with Jay, with Jay repeating that line again. Would have been good. That's a thing you could. But but if you follow them up like that and then the last two don't match up, it's, it's lopsided. It feels weird. Yeah. Remind me, how does Shaggy end his verse here? Shaggy says. Uh, without an invite, motherfucker, don't come. Monsters, balls in your mouth. Get the fuck on, bitch. Bitch. So, okay. So he's uh, shagging it up. <laughs> he sure is. As he do. He's like, say something about how it's uh, ain't shit. He's like, oh, how about balls in your mouth instead? <laughs> it's it's the classic Remember the thing move. I said back on 1994's fuck off? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... It's it's back to like the rotten treats thing. It's like so the rotten treats are like his dick, right? And like, yeah, Shaggy, I guess the rotten treats are like his dick, I guess. <laughs> monsters ball. You mean like the nut bag. <laughs> like, yeah, Shaggy. Sure, whatever you need to write. I guess to we get. mean the nut bag. <laughs> yeah. Robbie, what do you got on this one, man? Uh cool song. Weird ending to this album. Um, it's very different than the rest in that it is like like I don't know, and I get th- this is another like meeting people where they where they are. Like this is definitely very ICP in concept, um, but I think it works because you can tell they all came up with it together as opposed to you know making a track they thought would suit ICP and sending it to them via email or something. Um, I like this one. It's not my favorite on the record. I think it was intended to be a part of something bigger. Uh, at the time, there was talk that the next Twisted album was going to be called Monsters Ball. 
And I don't know if that was supposed to be more of a collaborative thing between them and ICP or what it was going to be, but it never happened. So who cares? Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a cool song, but it, and I think it ends the album on a cool, but weird note after everything we've been through thus far. Right. And I was, I'm actually glad you pointed that out. That was actually what I was going to say earlier is, um, I I recall that there was some kind of, I think it might've been an interview with Fago lovers or something where, um, they were talking about how Monsters Ball was allegedly like kind of a prequel to something or there, there was going to be another track um, regarding this in the future at the very least and nothing ever came of it. They, they kind of teased that something would, but there was nothing um, about it. This is a track though. Um, it's, it's definitely – it's a psychopathic ending track. Okay, I get it because obviously of the length. Um, this is also a track like if they switched this with – Bury Them All, I don't think it would have been like a terrible idea because Bury Them All could have ended the album just fine. But this is also a track that I wouldn't have been surprised if this was held off and maybe used as either a Lotus song or done as like a family track and had more of the people who were on Psychopathic on it. If you put this on like a Psychopathics from Outer Space or something, then maybe. Now, granted, this is a long fucking song, so you know maybe their verses would have had to been shortened a bit or something to to you know cut the length of this already being a seven plus minute track but you know this that's that's just what i was thinking of i was thinking about that earlier i do think though that like the verses are very well done from everybody on it um and i actually think this is a very underrated icp feature i don't typically think about this song that much um but like we haven't gotten a track of uh Twisted featuring ICP in a while, um, with the exception of with the exception of like bonus feature on on Man's Myth, um, which is just and that cover. even has everybody. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but but again, that's that's just a cover. So we haven't had something that had you know both members of ICP um, since what Freak Show. So that's, yeah, so yeah, a seven year difference. Um, on a twisted track, and I think that this is actually really freaking good. I, I haven't listened to it in a very long time, and part of it is because it's it's a bit on the longer side. But I think it's I think it's great. And unfortunately, you know, as time goes on, one of the last collaborations we get from them, it's just sad <laughs> by comparison um, when it shouldn't have been. But that's that's for another time. Yeah. Um, An- another thing that I did bring up about this, I, t- I talked with Mike about this one uh, while we were we were listening to this in the car. So, here's one the of the thing. few times we've ever listened to stuff at the same time. It's true. We do not do that very often, or at all, actually. Literally, literally ever. <laughs> so, uh, whenever I initially texted him after my first or second listen, I, I told him <laughs> that this was a great. Uh, a great strange music debut album from Twisted. <laughs> and mostly it's because of these last two tracks, one right after the other, because... And Mike Mike side-eyed me whenever I said this. I, I told him, Bury Em All is a Tech 9 song. And I even said Monsters Ball. I said, that's a Tech 9 song. I hear it. And it was until I said, this would be on KOD. And then he suddenly was just like, oh my god, you're right. Because that hook... They're try like it feels like they are reaching for that Chris Calico hook 
to to put it on there and even like just <laughs> this the way this that, is that two melody years before goes kod too so and you know it's still that that was my first tech nine album that i ever got and that that was my frame of reference but like it sounds so fucking much like one and they even it even features the cut calhoun of psychopathic records shaggy two dope <laughs> So I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's this is, this is another Tech Nine song, and it's a pretty good one. I do really like this song. It's definitely a Tech Nine beat. I mean, that's definitely. I mean, it's seven, yeah. but so we're like it's, five other things seven. that don't it's sound a tech like Tech Nine songs. <laughs> but like a lot of this is seven, and a lot of it doesn't sound like that. This is very specifically a Tech Nine sounding beat. Uh, but I think it works. That yeah. I almost wonder on some level if that's intentional. Um, Possibly. because. Like conceptually, the album was supposed to be all the like independents coming together or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's I'm glad you brought up Mike also about the uh, it hadn't you hadn't had them on a track together in a long time because, like you said, with the the I got five on it cover, um, that's got you know everyone. Whereas, uh, I mean, yeah, the last time there was just a song that was you know ICP and Twisted together on a track on an album, I think was Freak Show. Um, so I think that's kind of a cool Freak show or, uh, or homies. Uh, yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or, true. or, um, or on, uh, the shining actually, or sorry, not shining, uh, wizard of the hood rather. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's like a separate thing, I think. But, but again, just that's, like, that's, that's on an ICP property, not on, not on a twisted right. album. Right. And that's got everybody, you know, it's got blaze on there and there's weird character mm. stuff at play, but I think like the, the classic, you know, like most tasteless reissue style ICP and twisted posse cut type of stuff hadn't happened in years at that point. And I think that's like super intentional to end the album that way. Cause this is a, this, there's a lot of branching out that happens here uh, with, you know, new people and obviously like suburban noise and strange were becoming more and more prominent within the juggalo scene at the time. And I think by closing it with just like a very decided ICP and twisted song, it's saying like, we got a big world going on here that we're helping, you know, to kind of grow. And, but like, we remember this is, you know, where it started. And right. I think it's I, I a totally, cool message. I totally see that. Yep. I dig that a lot. I think that, I think it's a good way to interpret that. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's Independence record. Day. Yeah. We fucking we did, it. did it. Every song. Somehow. <laughs> Don't don't fucking know how, but we did it. Oh. <laughs> Shmeev. Yes. What are your final thoughts on this record? Mike, I'll tell you. I didn't actually know what the, uh, uh, I guess, mission statement of this album was prior to us recording this. That it was, you know, the whole point was having independent people on there. So I, I missed the pun, I guess, because, <laughs> whoops. You're but, like, damn, the typos no, I mean, I on think this it's, case. God damn it. <laughs> They're all over. <laughs> they spelled quick wrong. There's a C in it. What are you doing? Chris Calico was also uh, spelled wrong. Oh, that's rough. Ca- Calico was wrong. <laughs> damn. Anyways, go on. But no, uh, I think it's pretty good. Um, I think they do, like like we've talked about throughout this, they do a really good job of meeting people where they're at, and they do well in it. And I think it's, I think it's both a very good display of their abilities and also just a very good way of them building their chops as they're going along too. Like this, this is, this is useful stuff for them going forward to, you know, 
using their own things and you know working with other people and stuff it's it's generally just a very good creative thing and also the the production on this is fucking great seven all over it is doing good shit and i really don't have anything bad to say about anybody who produced something on this like these are all great tracks um yeah they're oh, fun yeah i i would i would echo similar um sentiments um this is twisted doing a an hip-hop album of the time i think mm-hmm. um we were getting to an era where it was very common to have a lot of guest features um on stuff it does it it more so uh, kind of hammered in within a few years after this, um, where it was very common to have, you know, all but maybe two songs on a record featuring somebody on it. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I just hope going s- forward that uh, Monoxide, in addition to his additional, like, his flow abilities, that he finds a few more things to write about besides, you know, local artists. <laughs> that he hates <laughs> well maybe we'll see maybe we'll see um i don't think that every song is necessarily a hit or, or or hits the mark um but there are some tracks on here that clearly like stand the test of time and you know whether they're songs that can be performed live and get a crowd moving or songs that you know you can actually like really feel what they were aiming for um so again, it's not. This is not my favorite twisted record by any stretch of the imagination, um, but for what they were able to do in 2007, I think it's strong for for on, on a lot of fronts. So, Robbie, uh, I would say that the, well, first of all, to backpedal to the very top of the episode, uh, the reason that I originally had said that I wanted to be on this one was that I think this is an immense maybe more than any in the catalog, an immense show of growth for Twisted uh, musically. I think they, by getting together with Seven and putting Underrated on some stuff, the production stepped up to a whole nother level. Um, Monoxide specifically, but both of them are still just like honing those chops as rappers. And I think uh, no matter what, people think of this album. Some people love it and say it's their favorite. Some people hate it. That's every album. Uh, no one really ever talks about that element of it. I think that's lost on a lot of people. Um, and I think that's unfortunate because I think like, I, I don't know what the, what the opinion of it was at the time when it first came out, but like it's wild coming off of mutant and uh, man's myth, how just much better they are at everything. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's like one of the most important stepping stones in their entire career. Um, is it my favorite album of theirs? Not even close, you know, but uh, but I think it's it's like they're working towards something great, um, which we'll see in the next few albums, I think. Um, I think the, the the guest stuff is is fun. I don't think it's 10 out of 10, you know, I think some work better than others. I think they work with some better than others. Um, and I don't know, that's just whatever. I mean, some of these people, you know, like didn't have long full career, you know, the guy from head PE, I think at the time was seen as more of a 
fucking staple of the scene and legendary in his own right. I don't think anyone gives a shit about them at this point. So there's stuff like that that like just didn't age that well. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a super, super important record, and I think it is a very good one as well. And I think it's the seeds of basically everything that came after it. For them, not like for music, obviously. <laughs> no, that's fair. I totally get what you're saying. All right, then. I think this is the point where we think of our top three tracks and the track that we would remove to make the album better. Shmi, what do you have, man? I'm probably going to take Monster's Ball, Bury Em All, and Bussy Oheadapin. <laughs> I I was actually like struggling for a moment with this. Um, I would take How I Live. I would take Bust Your Head Open. And this is what I struggle with is it's either between Welcome Home or Bury Em All. Um, and they're both fucking solid ass tracks. Um, I think I'm going to go with Welcome Home and Bury Em All is, my, is a, a runner up, basically. Hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, did you say a, a track that you would remove? I didn't. Oh. But it would be uh, probably Sex, Drugs, Money, and Murder. Okay. Probably. Uh, I I was wet dreams. I don't know, it's a tough one. Yeah, for me it was either it was either wet dreams just or or just like me. Was debating on my favorite, but the beat is actually kinda good. But yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm getting rid of rid of rid of uh, wet dreams. Getting rid of them wascally wet dreams. Wascally wet dreams with bizarre. Ooh woo. Robbie, what are your top three tracks and what song would you remove to make this album better? This is so hard. Uh, I have like five or six <laughs> of my three. Nope. So, no, uh, I'm a, no. No, I'm not. You have to pick your three favorite children. <laughs> I'm, I'm not actually going to say five or six, but it's that's what I'm, I'm dealing with here. So I'm going to go with um, – I might go with the top two, Welcome Home and Monster, and then put Bury Them All in there at the end. All right. right on, right on. What you, so no, which, a, which song is banned which, forever? Which child from your are you capping? There's at least two. Um, <laughs> let's see. These two songs both aren't that good, but ultimately I will go with Wet Dreams as well. There we go. So. Fucking unanimous across the board. <laughs> Bizarre. I'm sorry, but fuck your track. <laughs> Damn. That you ultimately made say... very, very bad. For me, it's not even about bizarre. I don't. I mean, he's not yeah. the highlight of the song for me, but I just overall don't think there's almost anything no, about that song I like. It's yeah. it's not great. The it's the instrumental also, which is also something that I really like. Pay attention to the instrumental is okay. Like that's just not my favorite one on here. Yeah. So it's that's disheartening that's to see how episode. funny they think it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the episode. That's it. This was a fucking blast, Robbie. For for. A, this being the first time that you and I've ever actually like spoke directly. Same. That's true. I've had a fucking blast. I hope that you've enjoyed yourself on here. Absolutely. Thank you Fantastic. so much Wild. for coming it's on. Been... It's been wonderful. So, um, before we before we sign off on here, uh, pl- pl- if you got anything to plug, please go ahead and do so. Plug everything. Plug yeah. your own shit. Plug stuff that you've been on. Go ahead, do it. Tell the people okay. where to find you. Um, let's see. Well, obviously at Twisted History on Instagram is the 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 main one. That's where most of you have found me already. 
Um, and then outside of that, what I like to say is just go to your local uh, podcasting platform of choice and just type twisted history into the search bar and uh all one word and then just listen to whatever comes up uh i've guessed on a handful of things but you know sporadic so you got to catch me when i'm around you've been Uh, on five piece recently been on five piece recently i've been on beneath the dirt a handful of times i've been on uh jiggles's new juggalo round table uh, probably other things that aren't as good as those other ones. I don't know. Um, shots fired at those hosts. No, just kidding. I was on Dim Carnival. Actually, I'll give them a shout it's, out. It's a, it's okay. It's okay. The next time you're on something, you won't name us, and you'll say that we were the <laughs> shitty thing too. Right. It's all right. Dim, uh, Dim Carnival's dead. You don't have to talk about them anymore. Yeah, but it's a, it, it, it was it was a, it was the first uh, podcast I did in this world. So. Um, it might be good. It might be a mess. I don't know. I was definitely nervous. Shout out to Dim <laughs> Carnival. They're great. I mean, that's yeah, for real. RIP. All right. Well, yeah. that uh, that that's pretty much it. Before we before we peace out, please. Um, well, first off, thank you everybody for listening to this. This was a fairly long yeah. episode, but you know, we were bringing on somebody who knew what the fuck to talk about. So that's that's why we were we we knew what was happening. And uh, we hope that we hope that you'd uh, love to come on again in the future. Um, so if you think of any other records that you'd like to to hop on and chat about, then by all means, let us know. We'll try and make something work. Yeah. Um, everybody who enjoyed listening to this, you can mm-hmm. let us know how much you enjoyed listening to this. Shmeev. Yeah. How can they find us? Well, we got some social medias uh, laying around. We got a Facebook it's Juggalo Judgment. We got a Twitter. At Juggalo Judgment. We've got an Instagram. Juggalo Judgment. For the love of God, if you got a lot of shit to say, you got email. Juggalo Judgment at gmail.com. If for some reason you have so utterly lost your mind that you want to give us money, not mentioning any names, <laughs> <laughs> you can do that on our Patreon. <laughs> You can just search Juggalo Judgment <laughs> on Patreon, and you should find us. <laughs> Maybe. I, I got to say, it's probably the best $10 I've ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Testimonials from real Patreon users. <laughs> we'll get the thing set up, and you'll finally be able to request a song for us to cover every month. We'll get yeah, there, we'll, I we'll, promise. We'll get it taken care of. The if money hasn't gone finding, through yet. It doesn't count. <laughs> if you need help finding anything, we uh, do have a link tree that is in the description of all of our uh, episodes coming out now. And you can find yeah. all of that stuff on how to find us. And Shmeev, yes. if they don't want to hit up the regular Juggalo Judgment social, say they want to just say they want to just reach reach out to you. If they want to talk to the non-Juggalo of this podcast, how can they do that? If they want to do something like that, they could hit me up on Twitter, at Shmeev. And, and Mike, if, what about yeah. if they wanted to just hit up you if they didn't want to reach me at all? If they wanted to do that, they can hit me up on Twitter at Mike Spawn, the S-E-J, or they can hit me up on Instagram, Straight Edge Juggalo. Um, also, bear in mind, we do have a Discord. So if you'd like to yeah. go ahead and join that, that is in the link tree as well. And as we keep saying, because we don't fucking care, even though it's not our own thing, go and join Aaron and Eric's from ICP with We. They're yeah. fucking great. 
They we're have an amazing community. There. We're trying to steal them over. We're the magic ninja of their ice of, of their psychopathic <laughs> trying to steal people over to our Discord, and it's it's slowly but surely happening. It takes a while, but uh, but it's okay. It's okay. Right. Go ahead and join theirs though, because they there's a lot of great people on there. People are chatting all the fucking time, and uh, it's a it's a great time over there. Wonderful place. With all that said, oh, I was gonna say the one the one addendum I have on that is don't join it if you're annoying. <laughs> because I spent a lot of time on there, and I don't want to read your. <laughs> With those shots fired, there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Finish your motherfucking bagels. Delicious. Peace. Peace out. Now don't y'all not for one second think I won't just watch your hand open. Give me a reason to leave you breathing. That's a point blank message of all the never leave. Now don't y'all not for one second think I won't just watch your hand open. Give me a reason to leave you breathing. That's a point blank message of all the never leave. You don't the sleeping giant. All this like the lion. The sword all blasting. All your mama's crying at the wake.